been a tough season for Jet fans. What does it mean to you now when the team is struggling? I want to kiss you. I couldn't care less about the team struggling. And I want to kiss you. Thanks, Joe. I'll yeah. One man trapped in a strange world must defend his honor, his woman, and also that weird cult thing he's into. L. Ron Hubbard was not a nut. He was the sanest man who ever lived. Tom Cruise is the last Scientologist. It's as legitimate as any other major religion, only more so. The last Scientologist. If you call him gay, he'll sue you for a hundred million dollars. But if you call his religion crazy, he'll cut you in half, lengthwise, with a four-foot samurai sword. Nicole wasn't so into it, but I'm pretty sure Penelope will be, and if not... He's even willing to die for Dianetics. He is the last Scientologist. What do you want from me? I mean, besides my pain, my fortune, complete control of my life, and oh yes, my soul. Tom Cruise is the last Scientologist. Uh, unless you count John Travolta, Jenna Elfman, and a few other gullible Hollywood airheads. The last Scientologist is now playing with your mind in a theater near you. 1001 at 560, WQM, happy Wednesday to you. Got some bad news. Don't want to start out with bad news, but Uh-oh. we do have some bad news. Look at that schedule. Yes. Uh-oh. The booster at 4 this afternoon again. Come on, Hopper, lose an ounce or two, okay? <laughs> Jesus, God Almighty, what a load. WQM, our first call on a Wednesday. Hello. And Neil? Yes, sir. Oh, hey, uh, did you read uh, where that guy from the Righteous Brothers uh, uh, died of cocaine? Yeah, we had it on the air yesterday, yeah. Oh, I, I guess he lost that numbing feeling, huh? <laughs> Excellent. I'll talk to you. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That was beautiful. He's probably See, I numb. just had that. I had that uh, numb feeling myself, as a matter of fact, that dumb feeling. Had a tingle. Anyway, we changed the poll uh, again yesterday while you folks weren't looking. Because uh, Dean, with all due respect, there's a listener named Dean who sent us, fact, this a great idea. We we thought it was a great idea. Yeah, we liked See, it. See, it was a good idea, the only problem being that we didn't have the right names on for the list that he was talking about. See what I'm saying? Okay. In other words, the original poll was, which celebrity death of 2003 meant the most to you? And we were going along on that, and he said, well, there's so many hostile people in South Florida who, you know, would like to dance on somebody's grave, which we'll get to that eventually today. But he said, how about saying, which celebrity death of 2003 made you the happiest, which would have been fine, the only problem is that it wasn't the right list. There was just, uh, you know, there were just too many nice people on there. So I don't, even, I didn't even save that. Maybe Eric's got it somewhere, like he's got it. In his bathroom somewhere, he's going to wipe his ass with it later in the day. I think there were about 460 or 70 votes on that, which wasn't too shabby, but it wasn't really going anywhere because it was all, uh, I don't give a schmidt about any of them, and all, Celia Cruz, so one hands down, and then Bob Hope had quite a few, and after that it was very, very few smattering. It was uh, crappy. I didn't like it. I felt queasy about it. You know what Un- I mean? Unclean. Yeah, I felt very unclean and uncut. Uh, which celebrity death of 2003 meant the most to you, we asked. I don't give a schmidt about any of them, 282, 30.7%, which isn't that bad, considering what we're dealing with. John Ritter wins in a really tight race. John Ritter with 98. Johnny Cash, 95. How come we didn't put June Carter Cash on there? She Nobody died about her. Oh, that's right. You're right. She no. was overshadowed, eclipsed. Art Carney, 45, Fred Rogers, 34, Celia Cruz, 33. Nice going. You go, boy. Celia, 33. 
Barry White, 31, Bob Hope, 29, Dr. Bob Atkins, 24, Warren Zevon, 23, Charles Bronson, 20, David Bloom, 18, Catherine Hepburn, 17, Robert Palmer, who's addicted to death now, along with Gregory Peck, they each had 15, Buddy Hackett and Morris Gibb had 12 apiece, Hey, don't go to Mount Sinai, Morris. Not a good idea. Oh, Jesus. Gregory Hines, Lenny Riefenstahl, who was the uh, producer for Hitler, and David Brinkley each had 11. Rod Roddy, Herb Brooks each had nine. Warren Spahn had only five. This is just not a sports crowd. Donald O'Connor, Fred Berry, Buddy Epson, five apiece. Dave DeBusher, only four. Like I said, it's just not a sports crowd, George. It's your fault. Mm -hmm. uh, Robert Stack only had four. Boy, that, that really pisses me off. Horst Buchholz, Irv Kupsinet, Leon Uris each had three. Alan Bates, David Hemmings, uh, Nina Simone, and Nell Carter. And a bunch of other ones each had two, which I'll get to eventually if it doesn't disappear here real quick. Uh, where is it? Somewhere. Uh, uh, Charles Bronson had one. Earl Hinman, Hume Cronin, Donald O'Connor. Everybody got at least one. That's good. Donald O'Connor, one. Richard Crenna, one. John Schlesinger, one. Uh, oh, this is, what did he just do? Did he just change this on me, Eric? What is this? Oh, yeah, he just, he just, <laughs> yeah. while I'm, while I'm reading it, That'll he does me the you. old, uh, oh, geez, that was bad. He's but, getting even with me now for something. Better read faster now. Which celebrity death of 2003 made you the happiest? I don't give a schmidt about any of them. 278, Cedar Cruz, 89, Bob Hope, 33, uh, Lenny Riefenstahl, Nazi, 17, Dr. Bob Atkins, 14, and, uh, we had how many votes? 517. Well, that was pretty good. So why did I change it? Man. It was just too—it was too lopsided. Anyway, somebody called yesterday about the uh, MoveOn.org thing about the uh, ad contest they had—the 30-second Bush and 30-second contest. Speaking of Bush and 30 seconds, by the way, we got something on our website. It's going to—it's not on there yet, but it will be today. That'll just—it'll just make you pee your pants. Best thing yeah. ever. The greatest thing we've ever had on NeilRogers.com. For here's a little <laughs> sample. Four different outfits, no less. Well, well, we'll tell you when it's on there. Then you'll be able to have to see it, too, I believe. And then you can play with it all day and the uh, thing, too. It's uh, really great. It's a beautiful thing. Anyway, so somebody called about the uh, Bush in 30 Seconds contest that MoveOn.org was having. And people like Miss Fudge and other right-wing assholes and the Republican National Committee were making a big song to dance about it as if MoveOn.org had created those ads comparing Bush to Hitler, which I wish they would have, quite frankly. But nevertheless, right. they're not as extreme as I am or as honest. Uh, so they put this on their website yesterday, which being a member, of course, I got it, and all of you should be getting it too, moveon.org. It says, as the new year begins, we'd rather be talking about positive things, and there are plenty of good things happening, but moveon.org has come under attack from the Republican National Committee, the RNC, which has launched a campaign of malicious misinformation to divert attention from the creativity and power of the Bush and 30 Seconds contest. We need your help to make sure the media don't fall for it. RNC Chairman Ed Gillespie launched the attack on Fox News Sunday. What a novelty. And the RNC followed it with press releases and calls to reporters. The charges centered on two ads posted on the Bush and 30 Seconds website, which compared President Bush's tactics with those of Adolf Hitler. 
Mr. Gillespie, uh, Gillespie repeatedly referred to the ads as the Move On ad or Move On's ad, implying that we had sponsored or perhaps even commissioned the ad. He also claimed that we might spend $7 million to run it on TV. This is a lie. MoveOn.org hasn't sponsored such an ad, and we never would. We regret the appearance of these ads and the Bush and 32nd site. The two ads in question are for more than a 1,000 posted by members of the public, and they were voted on by MoveOn.org members through December 31st. Obviously, the few hundred of you who viewed these ads agreed that they weren't worthy of further broadcaster recognition because they got low ratings. Yesterday, we announced the 15 finalists, all good, hard-hitting, and fair appraisals of the Bush record. In the judgment of the members and others who rated them, the two offending ads can only be found in one place on the RNC website. And it goes on about what people ought to do and let the media know that it's a bunch of bullcrap and the same old lies which are they spe in which they specialize. And Ms. Fudge, I notice, has put this story on uh, her website today but doesn't really, like, retract the mistake from the one from yesterday because he also specializes in lies and bullcrap and anything to smear anybody who's to the left of Attila the Hun and might not wear pink panties while listening to this show. Now, here's the uh, first poll today. We have two. The second one is uh, definitely a building poll because there's only one name on it so far. But here's the first one. And this is, I know we've done this before, but this is the last one because we've turned a new leaf now. we got the new year. We're uh, desperate to, like, find our identity here on QAM. We're, like, uh, struggling under Greg Reed's um, manic leadership. So as a result, starting today, Wednesday, January the 7th, during the 1 to 2 hour, it is a Wednesday, it's usually our hump day hour, but... Uh, during uh, the one to two hour, Neil should, and there's only two choices, okay? We're not going to give you like all kinds of, uh, th this makes it pretty queer, you know what I'm saying? Pretty queer cut. Keep playing all comedy bits or dump the comedy bits hour. And as it uh, points out on here, this poll will decide the future of the Wednesday one to two comedy bits hour. Okay? We'll okay. abide by it. Won't we? Sure, why not? Yes, we will. I mean, well, ordinarily, a lot of times we do polls and say, well, uh, you know, this is just for fun and to kill some good time, and whatever you say, we'll do whatever we want anyway. But not today. If people say they like that comedy bit, sorry, that's fine. Otherwise, maybe they figure it's just a cop-out, which it is. Yeah. Huh? Right. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Just to try to help us stagger through the week, since George and I are both aging rapidly. Mm -hmm. Poll number two, which uh, we can uh, get into at any point, what well-known, and I want to make very clear, and politicians excluded. Now, it's not that I'm wimping out. It's just that we're wimping out. Uh, well, we just don't need the grief because we know that if we put, like, uh, Bush on this poll, right off the bat, here would be Miss Fudge or somebody from Newsmax.com, and they'd be putting it on there about, oh, get the Secret Service in there. They're talking about the president being, you know, uh, that's not, so there would be no politicians on here. What well-known living person's grave would you love to dance on, politicians excluded? Now, the only one we got on there is Absolutely. Mo Howard David. That's the one that, for some reason, came to my mind immediately. There you go again, bashing poor Mo. Right. What well-known living person's grave would you love to dance on? Politicians excluded. So you can add anybody you like on there. Well-known person. Not like your next-door neighbor. Not uh, Jeff High's former neighbor, Dave Friedman. Not, you know, somebody well-known. A little bit better known than Jeff High or Dave Friedman. So that's poll number two. Okay, I'm going to vote. I don't know what to vote on this, because uh, we really need to get with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And especially, I'm really a little dismayed. I'm worried about the humper, number one. I guess he's just got a bad case of the flu. It's going around. It could be just that. And I guess Geldy from here, and I mean, he was back this morning, but he's not a little bit scratchy. I think you're all going to have to go into quarantine when I come back to protect me from <laughs> all the disease you people are spreading around. I will just show up. Huh? I'll stay home in a box. 
No, you can just uh, just wear one of those SARS masks or something like that, and I'll come in like hermetically sealed and <laughs> just slide in through that through that room. Or a plastic bag over my head. Okay, let's see. Did I vote on this? Here's the thing on a comedy bizarre. Uh, we'll keep this up until uh, what noon? Uh, I don't think that'll that'll be necessary. What do you mean? I think the results are already evident. Well, don't get all carried away. I see what they are. There's 29 votes. 23 say dump the comedy bits hour. And 6 say keep playing all comedy bits. Okay, well, like I said, we'll do it this hour. How's that sound? All right. We'll do it until 11. Don't be so precipitant, okay? Oh, I don't want to be. Don't like John. <laughs> I know, because you <laughs> you like it just as much as I do, because it's uh, like check my email. falling off a log. <laughs> well, we can't afford to be dropping no more logs, okay? we got to try to pick up the pieces here at QM. Now that Greg has smashed the old egg again. You know those Easter eggs that you find on the DVDs? Well, this is the radio egg, and Greg keeps dropping it. I'd sure like to have one of those HDTV uh, radio receiver uh, kind of things. Do you how great yeah, we sound sure. on the In yeah. stereo. Of course, Anybody got one? Out. No, they haven't invented it yet. It's going to sound great as soon as they invent it. 1013 at 560 WQAM. Does this sound like you underpaid and overworked? Yes. Well, if you'd like a new high-paying career, but you don't have four years of the cash to waste on college, if this is you, Fast Train's got your solution. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train today. 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. That one easy call can change your life because they can have you trained and certified for a high-paying computer network professional career or a high-paying medical computer specialist career in as little as four months. You heard right. You can be fully trained and ready for a great new high-paying career in as little as four months. Think about it. In just four short months, you can be on your way to a life. Whether you're working full-time or part-time, Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, and weekend classes. They also offer job placement assistance, financial aid to people who qualify, too. Fast Train's got locations all over town. There's in Miami, Kendall, Fort Lauderdale, Pember Pines, so the chances are there's bound to be a location nearby you. So don't wait. Pick up that phone. Call Fast Train today. Say goodbye to your dead-end job and your asshole boss and get a real career and some serious cash to go along with it. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. You can check it out on the web at FastTrain.com, but make that call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. To go, X-Lax can help. When you really want to go, go with X-Lax. Have you been drinking and want to know if it's safe to drive? Uh, uh, yeah. Then get the device that gives your blood alcohol reading in the voice of celebrity boozer Liza Minnelli. It's the all-new Breathalyzer. Uh, okay. Liza Minnelli knows a thing or two about getting drunk, so why not let her tell you just how drunk you are with the all-new Breathalyzer. Ah, sweetheart, you're up to 2.2. You're so drunk, you're either going to die or marry David Kiss. You can even set the Breathalyzer to sing mode. You had too much Cabernet, old chum. You'd better call a cab. But don't take our word for it. Take Liza's word for it. Or sloshing up to go home and be up your gay husband, you need the breathalyzer. I even use it myself. Oh, baby, you're off the charts. The breathalyzer. Call now before the number on your screen gets too blurry to read. 
1018 at 560 WQM. Happy uh, Wednesday to you. Sun is shining here. It's colder than hell, believe you me. Anyway, we got 76 votes on there, and you see what I mean when you were acting all precipitant there? Yeah, good. <laughs> never been happier you got to be your, wrong. I think you got your uh, Internet daisy chain going. Starting today, during that one to two hours since it is Wednesday, Neil should dump the Comedy Bits hour, 41, keep playing all Comedy Bits between one and two, 35. 41 to 35. And you were ready to throw in the towel there earlier. I know. I told you. Just like Archie Bell and the Drells, baby, our poll is doing the old tighten up. 41-35. Well, whatever they say, we'll abide by it. Now, you still think that we only uh, should limit it to 11 o'clock? Oh, whatever. <laughs> until you get the desired result. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep doing it for uh, until 5 this afternoon. Until we get the result we want. I, I really don't care. We want to do what uh, you know, whatever pleases uh, the That's audience. Right. So we That's please. right. We're here to please. Oh, look at that. Now they're really piling onto it. Anyway, before, while, uh, that, uh, what is it now? 45-35 to dump it. Last night, says this faxer, while flipping my radio dial, he was flipping it on the way home, Phil Henry came out of my speakers spewing more of his vitriolic rant, uh, rantings. Are you sure? Keyed big time on Michael Moore. Uh, claims his wife read Dude, Where's My Country? and got him to try to read it. Obviously, half his family's got some sense, and it ain't him. I listened for five minutes while he ripped MoveOn.org and all of its celebrity supporters. Then I started to throw up and hit the off button. Phil has to be getting bonus checks from Cheap Channel. What a piece of Schmidt. Fugum, it says. P.S., I attempted to preview the MoveOn.org ads last week since I'm a member, but their attempted at building a working website fell short, far short of success. Maybe Eric can help them out. It may have something to do with their low turnout. First of all, they don't have a low turnout. That's number one. And number two, uh, I checked them all out yesterday, the ones that were on there. So check it again, MoveOn.org. Okay, get with it. 45 to 35. I think there's a real battle going on between the, the two divisions of our audience. See, that that's a problem. See, people think I'm just making that up. To elicit sympathy or something, but it happens to be true when you when you ride the fine line, you know, when part of your rectum is on one side of the line, when you got one cheek on a uh, one area and one cheek on the other area. See what I'm saying? Yeah, you need a bigger it toilet seat then. Kind of chafes really, really bad. Oh, that thing now, I can't even get it to a reboot now to refresh. But while we're while we're doing that, we can always just <laughs> watch oh, yeah. the president spit out those pretzels. <laughs> Or change outfits. Or tell another lie. Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. I'll be sure and let me know as soon as uh, Eric pops that on there. Assuming that that happens sometime soon. Anyway, Pete Rose, like I told you yesterday, is full of crap. He's a liar. Yeah, he was a great baseball player, but why does, why does this debate keep raging on and on? And who gives a flying crap already, you know what? Yeah. His contention that he never bet on Cincinnati Reds games from the clubhouse is being disputed by two of his reputed bet runners. Former housemate Tommy Joyosa said yesterday that Rose is lying when he says in his latest autobiography that he never placed a bet from his orifice. Joyosa said he did so routinely. Paul Jansen, who also told authorities that he ran bets for Rose, also said that baseball's hits king placed wagers from his orifice on a regular basis. I wish he'd just come clean with everything, Joyce has said in a telephone interview. I just wonder if he'll ever tell the whole story. No. A day after excerpts from my prison without bars were released, Rose's latest version of his gambling scandal and his sincerity were questioned. Since he's not planning any kind of rehabilitation, I don't think it has any kind of sincerity, said Barbara Pinska, who was his spokeswoman at the time. 
That's the sad part. He dragged himself this far to acknowledge he bet on baseball, but he's still not admitting that he's got a problem. And like I told you here, and I've been telling you for a long time, he's a compulsive gambler with a very serious gambling problem. So the the obvious solution is stick his ass next year into the Hall of Fame, get it over with already, and then just uh, say don't ever come to a game again. Just just ban him from baseball again for life. Get him out. He accepted a lifetime ban in 89, and of course they tried to like uh, allow him to weasel his way back in. No, just get him out. He's a scumbag and a liar. It'd be one thing if he was, you know, if he was repentant about it. Right. He's not. Sixty-six say dump the comedy bits hour. Forty-five say keep playing the comedy bits out of 111 votes. The votes are just pouring in. They're frantic, all the way around. Don't you think they're frantic? Oh, sure. Why not? WQAM line one may be working. Hello. Wow. Again, I get to talk to you. How, how about that? Perfect timing. You know, on the information thing, on the web page and the, the, the bedtime stories and all that kind yeah. of thing, you know, the interesting thing is is that I think people that are informed, like myself, I really don't need, you know, the help to be informed. And the ones that are not informed are too stupid to care, you know, whether they are going to be informed. You know what I mean? Right. They're not going to read it anyway. So it's well, like, I mean, obviously somebody's reading it. We are getting a lot of people. I mean, you know, maybe a thousand people a day who read like maybe ten different stories. What I notice too is a lot of the stories that I see. By the time I've heard you say, you know, or you know, reply to the story or read the story, and I get home and I look at MSNBC or Fox or CNN, whichever news you watch, right? You, you've already heard the story five or six times. You know, I only listen to you for your opinion of the story, not necessarily for the information itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, but I noticed, for example, like yesterday, there were a lot of things that we had on ear here, and I see them on the news this morning. Right. You see what I'm saying? No, not really, no. No, in other words, we had it before it made the mainstream media. Oh, 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 right. Well, yeah, you think you do, but sometimes you you don't either. Usually sometimes it's the next day. You know, like I'll hear something that happens later after you're on the air, so it's had the whole other day to cycle through, and then by the time you get to it, you know, Schnitt's already done it, Rush has already done it, you know, CNN has already well, done it. Well, first of all, I'm assuming that most of our people are listening to Rush or Schmidt, okay? I'm, I'm assuming that. Well, I'm, praying, have... I'm praying for their mental health they're not doing oh. that. But people do. I listen to everything. I want to know at the end of the day. I want to hear every side of every story. So, in other words, in other words, you think that Rush has got a side to a story when he goes on here and talks about the Clintons murdering people and just making crap up? You think I he's think. got a side to his story? See, I'm not. I'm not buying that. But at the same time, I wouldn't know, listen. I wouldn't listen to him if you paid me by the second, because I know exactly what he what he does. He's just a freaking liar. Yeah, but at the same time, some of the stuff that you say is biased by, you know, a liberal belief or whatever. No, so, no, no, you know. there's a difference between a bias and making crap up and just blatantly lying. If you can tell me something that I lied about uh, politically on this show, I'd love to hear what it is. Well, you don't, people don't lie on purpose, but a lot of times, you know, when you tell a certain line, you're repeating something that is almost to the point of ridiculous, like Rush does the same thing, the, the liberals do the same thing with their partisan crap. You're, you're not listening to me. Have a great day, sir. You're just, you're just going there like a dog chasing its tail. Just I think you want to hear the sound of your own voice. Five, six, and, and what was the point? I mean, what what is the point at all? We should just Schmidt can the uh, the website to make him happy because he's listening to all of the other shows, and because uh, nothing we have on there is uh, new. First of all, ninety five percent of the articles on our website you won't find anywhere else anyway unless you're doing your own uh, homework. Right, unless you're going to all the places. That, that's that the whole know. idea of it with the bedtime stories. I mean, you can find them on the websites where I find them. I certainly didn't write them or invent them. But that's the idea, to make it easier for people who are a little bit curious and want to read something as opposed to the uh, the kind of Reader's Digest garbage they get in the Sun Sentinel and the Herald and from the uh, American networks every day. Pablum. But anyway, he stop, killed some time. Stop lying. You're living yeah. lies. <laughs> oh. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Reverend Jones. 
Go ahead and put Reverend Jones on the list. Yeah, uh huh. WQAM, hello. Got a bad you Democrats in the. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I couldn't disagree more with uh, the gentleman that just called. I always find that when I've heard the stories uh, from your show, they always come out later on on the mainstream media. Right. It's the complete opposite of what he was saying. Mm hmm. Just wanted to say that. Okay, thanks. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. For example, U.S. gives Halliburton waiver for oil deal, even in spite of the uh, Pentagon audit that found evidence of overcharging for fuel. Hey, that ain't gonna bother anybody. The nah. U.S. Army has granted Halliburton a special waiver to bring fuel into Iraq under a no bid deal with a Kuwaiti supplier. How do you like that? The Army Corps of Engineers spokesman Ross Atkins said uh, yesterday the waiver was granted to Vice President Dick Cheney's former firm to ensure much-needed fuel reached the Iraqis, and the decision was not tied to the Pentagon's audit. If you don't like that well enough, a partnership of giant companies with ties to U.S. officials has been awarded a $1.8 billion Iraq reconstruction contract, the government said yesterday. But Pentagon and State Department officials acknowledged they hadn't worked out a bureaucratic squabble over which agency would ultimately oversee more than $18 billion of reconstruction funding approved by Congress last fall. Guess what companies they were? The team of Bechtel and Parsons Corp on the deal for major reconstruction projects in Iraq. All right. All right. So it's Halliburton and Bechtel and a bunch of their other asshole buddies. I just mentioned those things in passing, but I must have made them up. Stop lying, you 175 votes on there. This poll deciding the future of our comedy bits hour. It's not looking too good, George. 175 votes, 103 say dump the comedy bits hour, 72 said keep playing all comedy bits 1 to 2. 103 to 72, you got 33 minutes and the pressure is building. Hey, it's the last mortgage you'll ever need, the only one mortgage from Financial Group. The benefits are in incredible. Zero closing costs, zero application fees, zero credit bureau fee, zero discounted points. Get the new low interest rate at just 1.25%. If you have a $100,000 loan, your payments are only 334 bucks a month. If you have a $200,000 loan, your payments are a low 668 bucks a month. And don't forget, once you refinance or get a new home mortgage from Financial Group, you'll never, ever pay closing costs again. So call them today, 1-800-940-LEND. Get the low-rate mortgage you deserve and then move on to your next property without any further cost or expense. You pay zero underwriting fees, zero dock fees, zero closing costs, even when you move to another property. Get the new low financing rate of just 1.25%. It's the only one mortgage from Financial Group. For details, call 1-800-940-LEND and never pay closing costs again. Financial Group, 1-800-940-LEND. Equal housing lender. Restrictions apply. Rate subject to change monthly, 4.21 APR. This holiday season, Bechtel introduces the Saudi Barbie. Seems our Saudi friends were upset with the old Barbie since all blondes named Barbie are Jewish. So the good patriots at Bechtel redesigned her to make Barbie Saudi friendly. Because as you know, the Saudis are our friends. They liked us. It had nothing to do with 9-11. 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 So to cater to our Saudi friends by sliding our tongue further up their smelly hole, meet Alava Barbie. She comes complete with a sand display that lets you bury her up to her neck when she fails to obey. For major offenses, Bandard Ken will yank her head off with a chain, towed behind a realistic humvee. 
Men are canceled separately. The no longer Jewish Halibut Barbie, now resembling Barbara Eden, who was Jewish. You can tell it's Bechtel. It's swell. 1032 at 560 WQM. We have 212 votes on there, man. Look at that. Yeah. Dump the Comedy Bits Hour, 122. Keep playing all Comedy Bits 1 to 2, 90. 122 to 90. Got those numbers down? Got it. Okay. Okay, we need some names for this the second poll that we're going to take after 11 o'clock. What well-known living person's grave would you like to dance on? Politicians excluded, for obvious right. reasons. I, uh, All we got so far is Mo Howard David. Absolutely. I added one even before you brought him up. Who's that? Rush. Oh, Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Oh. And uh, that would be a nice little drive, like, if you know, if they bury him here locally. That would be excellent. Like a picnic. In fact, maybe if he keeps popping right. him oxies, it might happen soon. You Can never the know. the boombox have a party? Put the boombox right on the tombstone. A boombox? WQAM, hello. Yeah, good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. I would like to ask you a question about the F word. Yeah. Okay. You you probably are aware that the FCC has changed their mind on how it can be used on the air? Yeah. Uh, have you ever discussed that? Well, very briefly. Uh, I'd like to hear your... Because we're not going to be using it here. Well, I understand that, but I'd like to hear what you think about it. What I think about what? Well, well, what I think of, what I think about it is the FCC hasn't got any business regulating any words. I think that all words should be allowed to be spoken at any time. Well, but I mean in the context where no, no, not in, not in, no. You you ask me what I think about it, and that's exactly what I think about it. I have a feeling. And, and the idea that a bunch of blue nosed asshole right wingers, in fact, the one guy in California wants the word asshole banned as well, added to the seven dirty words. Uh, the idea that they have nothing better to do than sit around trying to dictate. Whether it can be used as a uh, adjective, as a verb, what kind of crap is that, man? It's stuff that even kids in a sandbox wouldn't waste their time on. I agree with you. This However, is, this is I the think kind of crap that we're up against in America. I, I think your listeners would like to hear um, what the latest ruling is, though. I've already, I, we've already talked about it. I must have missed that show. Well, the ruling is that it had to do with uh, with Bono when he was on that awards show, and uh, he said uh, he used it as an adjective. He didn't use it to appeal to the prurient interest of the audience. That was the ruling. And yes, so they he said did. that that's okay. He used it as a uh, adjective as opposed to a verb or whatever. It, it was a silly thing. Have you seen Lantana yet? No. Okay. I can't find it. But I'm looking for it, and have a great day. Oh, God. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T, and Verizon, fugue all of them, that's what I say. Fugue the FCC. Yeah. Right? Screw them. All this crap worrying about little words, and oh, this word is gonna kill you, and if there's some kids hear this word. Kids have words that we haven't even discovered yet, okay? We don't even know what the hell they're talking about. And they're worried about kids are gonna hear words. See, the problem, this poll today is very, very interesting. You may not think so because it only has two choices. That's why it's interesting. Because it doesn't give anybody an out for some kind of acute, you know, how they like to... Right. No, I, I, no, I this, hate No, this that. is right down the middle. In other Force words, give us commit. a gut answer. And this goes to show you that our audience is damn near split right down the middle. you got a, people who want nothing but goofball stuff. Right. Just want a bunch of silly stuff. <laughs> like that. Like that. Like that. And even like that. And like that. Then you got the people who think that it's uh, World War Seven here on the radio and that we're going to solve all the problems of mankind. Like that first guy who all he did was do about three minutes of double talk. I have no idea why I let him on so long. I, th I thought maybe he was going somewhere, and he was. He was going to the, di the dial tone. He just didn't get there soon enough. But, uh, you know, oh, well, uh, he listens to Rush and the Schmidt. He's just a talk show groupie. It's got nothing to do with hearing all sides, sir. Why don't you just admit it? You're just a talk show groupie. And if there's one thing I cannot stand is talk show groupies. 
Back in the days when there was such a thing as talk radio, which it doesn't exist anymore, it's done. It's history. This isn't a talk station. It's a sports bar with a microphone that happens to have this show in the middle of it to try to, you know, make some ratings and some money, which at least in the second part we're doing. Can you imagine if we didn't have all the live spots today? Oh, I know. <laughs> what would we nice do? Nice going, Screwan. Keep that revolving door going downstairs there for the sales department. Jesus Christ. Boy, Jesus talk Christ. about having a, going out of business sale. But at any rate, so the audience is almost evenly divided, and so we try to, uh, you know, pa pacify everybody, right. which is not easy. No. Believe you me, it's not easy because the matter, and of course, being in South Florida, even if you were uh, pacifying everybody, they'd still be bitching about, you know, because it's it's the South Florida effing way. Oh, see, there's that word again, the Fugan way. 237 votes. It's not as lopsided as you thought it was going to be from those first votes. See, you overreact. You're just uh, yeah. too knee-jerk, man. Right. You're too much of a knee-jerk or just part of that. 255 votes, 145 say dump the comedy bits out, but 110 say keep playing all comedy bits one to two, man. We like it. We're squeezing it while you're doing that. And, of course, uh, we are, too, because we got nothing else to do. Right. <laughs> now, what is the deal with one and two? I, I know, yeah, see, there's something strange about those two lines, especially one. WQAM. Nice talking to you. Have a nice day. That was better than the first call. WQAM, hello, or the second one. QAM, hello. What about Bosnia? What about uh, dropping dead would be good. In fact, let's get his name and put it on the list. WQAM, hello. WQAM. Hello. Yes. Hey, I'm sorry. I was on the speakerphone. Neil, it's nice to talk to you. I've been away in Colorado for a while. Well, congratulations. This is Shoe Steve, man. How you doing? Oh, God. Come on. <laughs> oh. You don't miss me, Neil? No, I don't. You see what I mean? Oh, I know. I know what you mean. It's a, it's a parade of chronics, man. We can't even get... We, uh, I gave one name for the list, and you gave one, and that's it. We got a list of two so far. I faxed you some. At least uh, they're there. Holy cow. Holy chow, man. It's unbelievable. Well, you know, there's zeroing, and once we get past 11 o'clock, they, they can. it's like uh, Gerald Ford. They can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Man, this is Shoe Steve. We want, we want, in fact, I almost attempted to put his name on the list, except nobody knows who that is. No. Oh, God. What does it take to get the message to these misfits, including the ones whose names I won't mention, because at least we have successfully, <laughs> unless you're getting faxes from uh, those two, you know which ones I'm talking about. Yeah. See, I've tried to tell you, just ignore them, then eventually right. they will go away, because that's all they want is attention. Right. Oh, here's and, a good one. O.J. Simpson. I like right that on. a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh, you'd have to you'd have to shove me off that tombstone. <laughs> Jerry in North Carolina. Oh, look at that. North Carolina is uh, adding to our poll. But, of course, South Florida, as usual, they're uh, laying out. They're keep, too busy making federal to tell you. What? About North Carolina. It's complex. Yeah, it's complex, all right. Here's one that says, I'd like to put Martha Stewart on there. <laughs> oh, oh man. Okay, we put Martha Stewart on there. Also, with no disrespect to Joe Rose or the Mo Man, if you're looking for a permanent eight to ten host, Boog Shami, no, oh, that, that's so wrong. You are so full of it. Neil in the Keys, you got a good name, Neil, but change it, please. Boog Shami is the best out there. I realize he's a baseball commentator, but even for a little while, he should have that spot. Uh, guess what? Boog is great. He's great at the Marlins. He ought to be. Uh, He's one of the top play-by-play -play people in the country. He ought to be, like, pushing that damn Dave Van Boring out of there, do the whole game himself. He's going to be on for the Humper this afternoon. But when it comes to doing a talk show, that's not his bag. Is that a very is that a nice way of putting it? That's just not his thing, you know? He does kind of rock and roll talk show, you know what I mean? He just, it's not his, and he doesn't say anything. He's, like, too mamby-pamby for me. 
Uh, Plus, it says, let's it. get Warren Cromarty back. I vote for the Moe and Crow show. Neil in the Keys, who's obviously <laughs> been imbibing just a wee bit too much. He's still got a little bit too much holiday cheer in his system. 152 to 119. Negatory on the 1 to 2 comedy bits hour. 152 to 119. Get those votes pouring in there now, man, because you only got 20 minutes to be heard, to make your voice count. Hey, I'll tell you one thing. If you're, if you're counting the hairs left on your head because they're like single digits, here's the answer for you. Get you some new hair from Charles Alfieri. It's just amazing to me. I guess there must be a lot of money for some people in this because everybody and their brother-in-law now is peddling hair systems and they got the best looking piece and they got this and they got holes they're going to drill in your head and they got magic pills that'll make your hair grow. It's all a bunch of crap. The only thing you want to really get involved with is the natural hairline system from Chuck Alfieri because it's the best one going at any price. It looks like real hair that's grown out of your scalp. That's why it's called the natural hairline system. For over 25 years now, Chuck's been working with the famous and not so famous, making them look sensational. And the reason the famous and rich go to him is because, like I said only moments ago, even if you got zillions of dollars, for no price at all can you get a better looking piece. And you can save an extra 200 bucks off the already reasonable price by mentioning Neil Rogers when you call the Charles Alfieri Studios. You have nothing to lose but that bald spot because everybody gets Charlie's 30-day guarantee. After a month, if you don't love the way it looks and feels and smells, if you're not getting lots and lots of action that keeps you, like, almost drained round the clock, then return it for a full refund, no problem at all. So get yourself some hair for the new year and the rest of your life by calling Charles Alfieri and checking out that natural hairline system. The number to call is 1-800-321-2413. 1-800-321-2413, or log on to their world-famous website, charlesalfieri.com. Live and local, we're Sports Radio 560, QAM. What? Are you listening to me? No. He's back in jail, re-singing his classic hits for his latest release. It's Glenn Campbell, live from the Maricopa Tunes. I'm an old drunk cowboy. When I can't see the lines, I start weaving all over the road. By the time I find my penis, I'll be sober. I am the tunes. I have a cellmate. His name's Jerome. stone on the Gavistone. Out my butt, the gas keeps blowing. My green underwear is now blowing. I'm doing time in Maricopa County. Mixing booze with legs of pro. I was a big star, but now I'm just a washed up Frankie. Old asshole. Glenn Campbell. I want to douse him with lighter fluid. It set his ass on fire. That's just how much I hate Big Van Dyke. Yes, Glenn Campbell resings his all time greatest hits live from the Maricopa Tunes. Available wherever cigarettes are traded. 1045 at 560 WQM. So somebody just faxed us this very disturbing story from the Lakeland Ledger. Representative Catherine Harris travels to Washington today to meet with White House officials and other political leaders over the next two days to tell them whether she'll run for a Senate seat being vacated by retiring Senator Bobby Graham. May I stop Sir, you a second? Yes. Rich, Rich Patrick sent this. Once is enough, Rich. Thanks. Sent what? This story. 
Yeah, once is enough, Rich, okay? Calm down. Well, what, what is with the chronics all of a sudden? We got shoe Steve hyperventilating there. Go back to Colorado, okay? Get yourself in a bad uh, skiing accident. And uh, Rich Pactor, Jesus, put it back in your pants, Rich, and just calm down. And we're not promoting your kids' uh, uh, band appearances anymore either. The Sarasota Republican said yesterday she's made her decision but feels uh, obliged to inform others privately before announcing the And he writes on here she's running. Yeah, she's running all right, and the Bush people aren't too happy about that because it'll be an ugly reminder of the fact that she was there to help fix the 2000 election. Her and uh, uh, Teresa Lepore and Jeb Bush and a bunch of other goyim. So there you go. She's going to be running. Speaking of taxes. What, what chance has she got against that Martinez guy, huh? Yeah, she's no spick. You got a guy named Martinez who's a Republican in Florida, and you got a winner. Yeah, even even beady-eyed old Bobby Martinez, our ex-governor. So Jason from Miami Lake sends a fax that we can't see. It's a big blob. So email it, Jason, like you uh, offered to on the fax. What is it? It's a picture of uh, Mo all doctored up. We'd love to see it, but we can't. Absolutely. Yeah. Email it to George, and we'll uh, hop on it. We got a lot of work for Eric to do today. He's working on that uh, Bushmeister thing. Casey tuned in late, which we uh, is horrendous. Huh? Hmm? <laughs> now, what, what is this thing called? It's called Dishonest W, uh -huh. lying action figure. Taking every action we can to prevent the Iraqi regime from using its hidden weapons of mass destruction. We cannot let terrorists and rogue nations hold this nation hostile or hold our allies hostile. Yeah, we don't want to be hostile toward El Presidente, but we will continue to be. In spite of those right-wingers who'd like to shut us up between now and November. Ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. Uh, 310 votes. We got 13 minutes and it's, uh, I don't know, I guess it's not that close. On the one to two hour, Neil should dump the comedy bits hour, 173. Keep playing all comedy bits on Wednesday, one to two, 137. 173 and 137. In fact, we got the same three numbers there. I got some good stuff here today. I'm gonna read. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one thing that I just do not understand, man. I got a good column by Carl Hyacin, too, no less. Welcome to the big house of prayer. Oh, about, about that prison? About Governor Jeb and the house of uh, yeah. the big house of prayer. But this one, poll shows Democratic race tightening. There's so many goddamn polls. Jesus, Kate Christ. There's one poll that we talked about yesterday. It was the uh, CNN Time poll mm. that said Bush 51 and uh, Dean 46%. It was taken over the weekend. Now... Here's another one, CNN USA Today Gallup poll between Friday and Monday. And this one shows Bush with uh, 59% and Dean with 37 But the most startling thing here is the uh, Democratic contest. According to this, where the hell is it? Where are the numbers? Uh, Dean has got 25%, and Wesley Clark comes out of nowhere, and all of a sudden he's got 20%. Where did that come from? He didn't know. even participate in the Iowa debate on uh, Sunday. He didn't participate in the radio debate yesterday. But all of a sudden, Wesley Clark is just uh, zooming out of nowhere. I say Dean Clark. Now there's, uh, he said he won't take it. Mm -hmm. There's also a really interesting poll that CNN took back starting in September. What that, that it's it's kind of a hidden poll. And if you go to their politics page or whatever the hell, and you, and you click in the right spot, which I don't know how you're supposed to find it. But it's got like uh, 2 million votes on it and 1.8 million. Which candidate do you think, Democratic candidate, has the best chance of beating Bush? And Wesley Clark's got like 1.8 million votes. Hmm. Isn't that amazing? But nobody ever talks about that poll. It's no. like a hidden thing. You have to like search for it. I heard the Clintons voted a million and a half times. 
What is all this stuff you're sending me? Stuff. Crap. Oh, God. Man, oh, man. Okay, here's this other pool that we're attempting to build today. Maybe maybe this is going to go over like that other one yesterday. Maybe our audience is just too nice for this. Do you think so? No. 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 What well-known living person's great? Well, because we, uh, we all know what they would like to put on there, but we don't want to do that because there's no sense in opening up a hornet's nest for ourselves. What will be the point? What well-known living person's grave would you like to dance on? Politicians excluded. <clears throat> you got Mo Howard David, Rush Limbaugh. Absolutely. O.J. Simpson and Martha Stewart. I mean, it's a very nice uh, list. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty short. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. WQAM, hello. Hey Neil. Yes sir. Got to add Jerry Falwell and Pat Robinson. Uh, two good ones. I in fact, maybe them in maybe a... we could have a side by each funeral. Stick them both in a coffin before they're dead and push them off a building. All right, sounds good to me. All right. Because the Lord told Pat Robertson Bush is going to win in a blowout. That's another thing. We had that story on before anybody else. And then all of a sudden there it was. Uh, they were even talking about it this morning. Jack, uh, what's it in? Cafferty there on CNN. I talked about that on Friday. That first guy, or the second guy, the first one was a great caller. But that second one after the break, he was uh, unbelievable. Pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa. Just a lot of verbiage, you know. Kind of like Petey Lenny. Said a lot of words, but didn't really say anything. Jerry and Benita Springs faxes and says, I'd like, oh, and this is a very good one, Jerry. See, the faxes are coming up with the good stuff today, not the callers. What if I always told you about the callers? And especially now that in the new year we're, you know, we're devoted to taking millions and millions of calls every day. I mean zillions. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm serious. One of them. They want phone good. calls, baby. They want good calls. They want bad calls. They want assholes. That's it. What do you want? We're going to give it to you. You know what I mean? Check it out. He's not coming back, by the way. Ah, no. Yeah, he ain't coming no, back. No, can't. The more happen. I think about that thing with the beast and Miguel, man, talk about a couple of rocket scientists. What? What kind of nonsense is that? What the hell do, what do we have to do with the fact that he got himself fired? It, it frosts my ass. It really pisses me off the more I think about it. There was only one person that could have saved his job, and that was him. That's the truth. The guy, even, even with the stuff, even with as far as he pushed it, he still was only going to get suspended for a couple of days, one of which he was going to take off to look for another job, which they knew. And instead of that, it's like, hey, stick it up your ass, you, you know, and all that crap. So he got himself canned, and like uh, we're supposed to pay, all of us on QAM supposed to pay a wicked crime for it. You know, call up Greg Reed and bitch him out. Anyway, Jerry says, I'd like to suggest Ann Coulter for your dance on the great pole. When she comes on the screen, my skin begins to crawl. I think she qualifies. Absolutely, she's not a politician yet. As far as your first poll goes, I vote to dump the one to two comedy bits. I do turn the show off at 1 p.m. on Wednesdays. I love the comedy bits as a lead-in after the breaks, but one hour straight is just too much. Thank you, Jerry. I think you're going to win all the way around. He's a good faxer. Yes, he is. 348 votes. we got seven minutes to go. You better hop on there right now. Starting today, Wednesday, January 7th, the first day of the rest of uh, your life, or whatever that is, during the one to two hour, Neil should dump the comedy bits, hour 196, keep playing all comedy bits, 152. I mean, it's not, it, you're not going to catch up, George. You lost. I know. Because I know what you oh, want. Well. But, but the bottom line is it's, uh, it shows you that incredible division there. You got the division between the people who want to hear like uh, life and death, and then the division between that crowd. You know what I'm saying? That crowd. That, and that crowd too. They haven't voted yet. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. QAM. Yes, sir. Neil. Speaking. Hey, uh, one for the poll, Neil. Uh, okay. Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly is an excellent one. Excellent. And 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 also, I just like to say, I mean, once and for all, Pharrell. I never liked that guy. 
Okay. I don't know. I, I didn't see the talent there, Neil. So these people need to get over it. Yeah, that, that, that's very well put, man. They need to get over it. He ain't coming back. Whether Thank they God, liked him too. or they hated him, he got himself canned. He's in Chicago now. He's got man cow disease, and he ain't coming back. And life has to go on, you know. Life, life is going on. Thank Amen. God Thank that he's gone. Thanks a lot, Pally. Have a great All day. Right. See, there's some guy who didn't like him. I mean, there are a lot of people who did like him, and, uh, you know, we can argue about it and cry over spilt milk for the rest of the time. I'm not going to do it. It's pointless anyway. I'm not going to do it. I guess I guess there's a segment of the audience here who thinks that we all should have just walked out until they brought him back. But the problem being that a lot of us knew a lot of things that you people don't know, see? That's one of the problems with the audience on, on uh, so-called talk stations is that they think that they know something. Now, the people listen to this show, they do get to hear a lot more because we talk about a lot of inside sure. stuff. But they still only know a fraction because there are a lot of things for obvious reasons that we can't <laughs> talk about. That's right. We dashed say. Are, what are you right. talking about? What do you mean? Name something. <laughs> no, you name something. No. Yeah. <laughs> What well-known living person's grave would you like to dance on, politicians excluded? I got a good one. How about Greg Reed? All right. Oh, yes. With the grief that he's... Uh, you know, when he when he changed the time of this show, I don't want to go through it again. They know what I'm thinking. That was so outrageous and so uh, outlandish. And the fact that Muff and uh, Clarence, they're a couple of real weakling, weak sisters, man. You oh, talk please. about the original weak sisters, that's them. What are they going to say? The fact that they sat back and allowed that... <laughs> Loud it as if. As if they have any power, which they don't. Between the two of them, either, well, there's not even a half a nut. 360 votes, 201 negatory on a comedy bits hour. 159 say, keep it, please. Not looking too promising with five minutes to go, man. Looking pretty gl a gr a gr a grim. WQAM. Hey, I'd just like to add a name to that list if I could. Go right ahead. Who is it? This is Barry. Yeah. Yeah, I want to add name onto that list. What's the name, Gary? Howard Stern. It? Howard Stern. Okay, you want to dance in, uh, you and Baba Booey can dance on it. Yeah, I'd <laughs> love to. Thanks a lot, Barry. Have a great day. All right, you too. I'll try. Sun is shining. It's about 100 below zero. It's beautiful. It's one of those picture postcard kind of days in Toronto. That's the weather for you, just in case Paul Castanova is listening. And by the way, where'd your audience disappear to, too? I guess he don't have no spicks listening either, huh? No. You just wait till a week from Friday, boy. That's the big day when that fall book comes out, and we're going to be in tears. That's, that's okay. It had to happen sooner or later, right? Right. Sooner or later, we had to get uh, dethroned. It gets a little old. Even Elvis got tired of hanging on the throne. 374 votes before as we go into the break. 374 on that one to two hour. 211 say Schmidt can it. 163 say keep it. Please, please. George is saying, pretty please. My what? phone was just ringing, and I'm sure that's Eric asking for a confirmation about when we're switching this thing. We're switching at 11 o'clock after I, uh, I'll, I'll print it out at 11 o'clock, and right when the little hand hits the big hand, he can switch. Print it out. Print it out. 1057 at 560 WQM. Get out of the house and get out of the kitchen. Head for the Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet, the number one Asian buffet in the universe. They can really do a great number for you. In fact, if you have a whole gang to take over there, no problem at all. They can accommodate groups, a whole bunch of people, even. About 30, man. That's right, and maybe even bigger. Start out your mouth-watering eating experience with all kinds of different delicious soups, like wonton and egg drop and uh, hot and sour and all that. Six different soups you can try. Dozens of succulent entrees to suck on. New York Strip made to order at their sizzling Asian grill. Their brand-new seafood St. Jacques. Enjoy oysters on a half-shell every night. And there's Alaskan stone crab, middle neck clams, jumbo shrimp scampi, and now for the first time, steamed Maine lobster on the weekends. If you have any room left in your big pupic, sample their hand-carved prime rib and their new week uh, Thai specialties, too. And at the Emerald Coast, like I've been telling you for about a zillion years now, 
You'll walk out with a big smile on your puss, a happy stomach, and no headache because they don't use any crap in the cooking. No MSG, no cornstarch. They cook only with cholesterol-free oils. The buffet features a full salad bar, the new sushi bar, fresh room cocktail, and they've got a gigantic dessert station for your real pigs out there because they got Belgian waffles, pies, cakes, ice cream with all your favorite toppings, pastries, even fresh root like watermelon they be having too. Emerald Coast, three locations. They're in Sunrise, Pine Island of 44th Street. They're on Collins Avenue just north of 163rd North Miami Beach. And also you find them at the intersection of Flamingo and Pembroke Roads in Pembroke Pines. So take the whole family, take the whole gang from the orifice or wherever for a real feast at the Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet and let them do the cooking for you. Take out and delivery available as well. Call them at 954-572-3822. 954-572-3822. Next time you want a real feast, a real pig out, this is the place you got to try. The Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. You fudge packing? Yeah! WQM, the Bush doll is up oh! on our website now, neilrogers.com. It is a must, believe you me. Once you start playing with that, you won't be able to put it back in your pants. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. And if you uh, want something to munch on, too, you can grab some of them pretzels that the president keeps puking out. <laughs> there's an infinite supply in there. And yeah, there's a little snack for you. <laughs> an oh. unlimited supply. Just keep uh, popping it. I just had a brilliant idea, like a, yes. a Pez dispenser with uh, his head on it. That's not a bad idea. You could pop Pez out of his mouth. Anyway, uh, check it out. Now, I'm looking at the uh, new pollers up there, and we got a couple of more suggestions. we got the Roseanne Barr and Mike Tyson, which sound excellent to me. Which well-known living person's grave, other than uh, politicians excluded, would you like to dance on? Do a little Kazatsky on. Maybe do the twist. we got uh, Ann Coulter, Mo Howard, David Ed, and Rush Limbaugh each have one. Now, I voted, of course, for Mo because I don't want to let my buddy down. You must have voted for Rush. I haven't voted yet, but I will. Oh, really? Then who voted for Ann Coulter and Rush Limbaugh? I'm about to vote for Rush. Somebody must have hopped in there real quick. Well, why is that? Just because he got drunk in Naples? Oh, you mean Rush Limbaugh? Although, okay, you look know, at that. 
5670560. Now, what is this? The new and improved MP3 show archives also are done. Thanks, Eric. You're the best, baby. Even though you uh, used to be a real pain in the ass. Look at the way he's reformed himself, huh? It goes to show you. I'm going to vote for Bill O'Reilly. If Pete Rose would just, uh, you know, take a look at our Eric up in Orlando as an example, he could, like, rehab himself. But oh. Pete Rose doesn't want to. All Pete Rose wants to do is sell a bunch of books and sign uh, autographed baseballs and paraphernalia and get more money to gamble with. That's all he wants. That's what it's all about. Speaking of the website and things for it, Jason yeah. Taxed again. Jason, bless your heart. Uh, Jorge at WQAM.com or uh, Jorge at NeilRogers.com. Don't send an email to the WQAM website mm. under Neil's name. Uh, as if. Yeah, that link is supposed to have been uh, that was supposed to have been removed, not the link, but the uh, the ability to email that was supposed to have been disabled a hundred years ago. But they won't do it because that requires a whole bunch of song to dance over there in Naples by corporate. It's so stupid, man. Everything goes back to Bob Vermouth. They have to have their hands on everything over there in Naples because, God forbid, we might do something like pornographic on this show or something evil or whatever the hell. You know, there's such a bunch of goody two-shoes. <laughs> no, no, seriously, they ought to bring, we ought to bring Pharrell back just to piss them off. Anyway, yeah. this is a good idea. Add Pete Rose. I was thinking about this earlier. That would be like piling on, but why the hell not? He's a lion sack of crap. I despise him, man. He was a great ball player. That's fine. You know, maybe Hitler played the violin real well, too. I don't know. I mean, everybody does something well, but in the bottom line is he's a scumbag, Pete Rose. So if it says, please put him on there, the story is no longer relevant. Who cares? Exactly. Larry in Arcadia. Good going, Larry. You're right. Who gives a flying crap? Goes to show you. I mean, you know, there's nothing else going on in the world of any importance, right? So, uh, oh, and uh, speaking of important stories, Michael Jackson had to return his passport today. Il passaporto. Aw. Yeah. Well, he never did make that trip to England. They didn't want him there anyway. He was too busy um, having a party in his pants. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Only eight votes on this new poll. Maybe they haven't got their name on there yet. The one that they're looking for. That shocks me. Or maybe they're looking to find some illegal aliens that they can hire real cheap. Now that they're all legal, the president says oh, no problem yeah. at all. Amnesty for millions of illegal uh, immigrants. That's a very Republican concept. You betcha, because it makes nice, cheap labor for all their friends in big business. So it used to be here illegally, but guess what? We're going to wave our magic wand. I'm waiting to hear it. There you go. And now, all of a sudden, illegal is legal. Ooh, all right. right. Yeah, because we like that cheap labor for all our good buddies. Well, the, shipping the jobs overseas is uh, is more expensive than just giving them to illegals right here, giving the people exactly. jobs away. And, of course, it looks a lot better, like we're creating jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 32 votes Rush Limbaugh They'd like to dance on your grave Rush Pop a couple of more O.J. Simpson 8 Mo Howard David at 5 I think we finally found a poll that Mo can't even compete in You know He's only got 5 And Coulter 3 He's up against some pretty stiff competition One for Pat Robertson And none yet for Falwell O'Reilly Greg Reed Howard Stern Roseanne Barr or Mike Tyson I guarantee you there'll be some closet people in the building Vote for Greg Very surreptitiously they, you know, They'll crawl around somewhere Find a computer. Hop on it. Now, this sideways writing for a minute just scared me, because I'm going to love to hear your bedtime stories yeah, between 1 and 2 on Wednesday. Listeners who hate your stories are the ones who want Bush uh, to win. Keep the pressure on, says Anthony. Oh, and this is from really Anthony, our Jamaican friend. Thank you, Anthony. He likes the bedtime stories. Well, we just can't afford to overdo it. Uh, because that's we a can't thought. Afford... He brings up a point. Instead of uh, bits, uh, save the bedtime stories. No. 
for Wednesday? I don't. I don't like predictable things. That that you're was right. one of the mistakes with that one to two. I don't no, like. You're right. Well, uh, this hour we're going to do this, and this hour we'll have George speak in Espanol, and this si. hour we'll have uh, Josh sitting in there picking his nose. And, you know, I, grande y no, no. Uh, I like being unpredictable. Let's see, uh, Larry King. That's that's a good one. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. A lot of people would love to snap his suspenders as they were dancing on his grave. Uh-huh. Rosie O'Donnell, that big, fat bull dyke, they'd love to da uh, dance on that piano case. Rosie O'Donnell. Let's see, does Carl Rove count? He's not an elected or appointed uh, politician. Uh, po nah, he's a politician. I mean, not that I have any... Uh... What about Bob Novak? What about him? Let's stick him on there, huh? Good old lying sack of crap, Bob Novak. Who never met a CIA agent that uh, he didn't want to out if it was uh, politically good for the right wing? You notice that investigation's really coming along good. Oh, yeah. You notice that? They are really working on that feverishly. Anyway, here was the uh, first result. I got bad news for you, George. I'm sure you probably took a few. Why? Well, uh, whatever. I, uh, I I guess Eric finally Schmidt candid about a minute or two after 11. 401 votes in an hour. That's not too shabby. I can remember back in the uh, early days when we used to take when we started with the uh, website. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Eric has kept those. I, I'd love to know what we had on the first, the first couple of weeks, the first month or two that we started taking polls. I bet you we didn't get 401 votes in a whole week, maybe. Right. I don't know. Right? Right. We get in an hour now. Of course, when results, you're on, we get, how many we get when you're on? About 30, man. No, come on. 401 votes, 226, that's 56.3% said, drop the comedy bits hour. Oh, Christ. So? Like I said, we, we got go a word. the audience. I just dropped it. 175, though, said, keep playing all comedy bits in that hour, please. 226 to 175, 56.3% to 43.6%. 25-51 volt margin. Still pretty tight compared to what you thought it was going to be, because it was like 29 to 23 right off the bat. In fact, what was the margin? 25-51, see? So yeah. it wouldn't have been for that early thing. It would have been nip and tuck, nose to nose. It would have been really, really tight, tighter than Britney's butt. Hmm. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a thought I planted in everybody's mind for the day, huh? And that guy, I want to say it again. He is so freaking ugly. Oh, they, have you seen the list of his ears are bigger than his head? Yeah, he, he can just fly like away bat. like Dumbo. That's right. They stick up over the top of his, his arms head. a little bit and fly away. But the, the pictures don't really do his ugliness justice. They really don't. He looks uh, fairly human. His, his ugliness is injustice. But man, oh man, if you saw that thing on TV yesterday where they were actually talking to him like he was moving, you know, like a living person, it was uh, scary. He definitely was auditioning for Porky's. And so, you know, I still believe it was just another publicity stunt and more, you know, because she's losing out to Christina now. You know, Christina's passing her in mm -hmm. popularity and her album isn't selling for crap. And so uh, now the, she's becoming like Mariah Carey, you know. Why won't anybody buy my music? Well, you know, because you can't sing. That's probably a good reason. Yeah. Although at least she looks good as opposed right. to Mariah with that one big gigantic breast in the middle of her chest. But, uh, hey, Mariah, we know you're a bulldog. That's number one. And number two, you can't sing. Other than that, you're great. And you're an annoying bitch on top of that, and Luis Miguel still ain't interested. Yeah, but you forgot about her acting. Yeah, that's really good. I, I'm almost tempted to put her on that list, you know. I, I'm going to put her on the list. Mariah Carey. She won't get any votes, and I can't change my vote now, but I, uh, I'm i putting her on there anyway. She bugs me. Hey, Mariah, I'll, I'll do a little tap dance on your grave. I'll be the one. Russia's got 27. Politicians excluded. What well-known living person's grave would you love to dance on? Rush 27, OJ 15, Pat Robertson 11, Ann Coulter 10, Moe has only got 9. I told you, he's in the minor leagues when it comes to this crowd. 
Jerry Falwell, five. Bill O'Reilly, three. Greg Reed's got two. <laughs> nice going. Oh, man. I bet you Josh was one of those. Just a joke. Just a joke, Josh. Just calm down. I know he needs the job. It's just a joke. I think he did it. Greg Reed's got two. Roseanne Barr won. Mike Tyson won. Pete Rose won. Maybe Beaner Boy sneaked back in and he voted. Hola. Yeah. Uh, Howard Stern, Larry King, Rosie O'Donnell, Bob Novak don't have any out of the first 85 votes. Well, there is some heavy duty stuff going on here, you know what? And don't forget to go to, even if you don't, even, just like that one guy, if you don't care about our bedtime stories on the website, if you don't want to read them, either you're too stupid or you're too much too smart for us and you already know all of that stuff, uh, still go on there and take a look at that bush thing, man. That is so beautiful. That is, even the uh, Bush liquors, well, except the ones that don't have any sense of humor. Like I said, the Bush people won't like it because <laughs> they don't have any sense of humor. I mean, when it came to the Clintons, man, or Al Gore, right. <laughs> you know, nothing was too good. We couldn't play all the Clinton bits enough time. See, right. we can laugh at our own people, and believe me, they deserve it. Like wouldn't Al Gore, for example. Sure. Or philandering Bubba, all of these things. Ted, drunken Ted Kennedy. We can laugh at our own people, but boy, if you make fun of the Republicans, man, you're, that's disrespectful, Neil. You're oh too partisan. God. Yeah. And as far as those people are concerned, screw them. Anyway, dishonest W, lying action figure. It's a, it's just a beautiful thing. I'm so motivated, I actually got my little speaker over here so I could play the, yeah, puking the uh, pretzels out. And every time you press the, see, it's it's got like a stoplight. It's got blue, green, red, and yellow buttons. And every time you press a button, like if you want to hear a lie from the president. Today, the world is safer. Yeah, there's one. Or if you want to say something stupid. A peace free and which is what we all have been hoping for all of our lives, is a peace free Or if you want to change the outfit he's wearing from that uh, G.I. George to, there you go, to Prison George to, uh. <laughs> I like the straight uh, jacket there. Yeah, the straight jacket one, with like the, Sheridan on Passions. With the cinch sack straps. And then, of course, there's the one with that Brooks Brothers suit. He looks like Greg Reed. Or if you want to see him choking on the pretzel, there you go. But the good news is he spits him out. Why well, I, I didn't I didn't realize <laughs> that whatever garb you have him in, he still has that uh, on when he's puking out the pretzel. See? Oh yeah. <laughs> you gotta see this, baby. Try it. You'll be playing with it all day. And the damn uh, bush thing too. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Al. The wonderful thing about Roy is Roy has a tasty head. They said I was trying to save him, but I wanted his head instead. It's funky, monkey, monkey, yummy, fun, 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 fun. Oh, the wonderful thing about Roy, oh boy, is now he ain't got none. Now, Roy! He ain't got none. Roy! 11-17 at 5.60 WQAM. I got a great idea because we had so many, almost 45% of the audience out there wanted to keep the one or two comedy bits hour. Okay. I'm thinking like maybe one Wednesday a month. Like maybe the first Wednesday of each month. <laughs> it's just a, just a joke. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was gonna say, Mr. It's Pitchett. just a joke. It's gone. Kiss it goodbye, as Bob Prince would say. Kiss it goodbye. We enjoyed it. I, I thought it was fine. It was a lot of fun. Sure. It's not Easy. that we were like just totally walking out of the room or something or screwing off or going to lunch early on that right, day. We, we were like things. trying to put together a bunch of stuff that we thought would amuse yous and stuff like that. But, but uh, they don't like that. They figure, you know, too much of a, a good thing. 37 say Rush Limbaugh. They'd love to dance on your grave, Rush. Oh, God. What a party we could have, huh? We could all be popping whatever you like, whatever uh, poison you like. 
We'd be in right. ecstasy. Oh. O.J. Simpson, 21. Pat Robertson, goal. 15. The Lord told him it's going to be Bush in a cakewalk. Bush by a mile. That's right. The Lord and, told and if him God's that. voting, no one else what has to. What a drooling asshole, man. And the, no, see, he's not the asshole. The people that watch that 700 Club, the people that mm. watch and subsidize his garbage, they're the assholes, but man. But Neil, don't you see that when he prays, he scrunches his eyes? Yeah. That means he means it. it. Mo Howard David had his tied Pat Robertson, though, with 15. Nice going, Mo. I didn't know you had it in you. And Gelly said it's usually in the bag. Ann Coulter, 14. Jerry Falwell, 9. Bill O'Reilly, 6. Greg Reed's got 5. <laughs> I bet you some out-of-town votes are coming in for Greg. Mike Tyson, 3. Rosie O'Donnell, 3. Howard Stern, Roseanne Barr, and Pete Rose, 2 apiece. Bob Novak, 1. And none yet for Larry King. Uh -huh. How do you like that? No. Not for Larry. No, 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 no. Asshole. You going to pay back those people, Larry? No. 11.18 at 5.60 WQM. So we can add a whole bunch of names to this list. It's one that we really enjoy. We like dancing on some people's grave. It would be fun. Like I said, I don't do funerals, but I do make an exception. I will go and visit the old tombstone, especially for somebody Absolutely. we all know and despise. WQAM, hello. I don't do funerals, but I do make an exception. QAM. I will go and visit the old tombstone. Uh, white Guy in Boca? White Guy in Boca, okay. Hello. Oh, what's up, dude? How you doing, sir? How about, uh, how about the fisherman? The fisherman? Yeah, he's a little bit of a clown, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I wouldn't mind dancing on his grave, but nobody remembers who that was. I don't even know what oh. his name is, and I don't want to give him any more publicity. Let's dance on the fisherman's grave. What do you say? Yes. Or how about Maurice Greasy Ass? 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon. See, now it is, it's going to be interesting because they wanted us to Schmidt can the one to two hour on Wednesdays, but, hmm. and especially since we're doing screamless all this year, it's going to be really uh, interesting to see if they have, like, any material. Because if not, I, I have to resort to like, all my good stuff here. Like Robert Shear, Lord knows what Robertson wants. Oh, Penguins, Mary Lemieux to miss the rest of the season for our four hockey fans out there. Bad news for that already on death store franchise, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Boy, what is the point, huh? Is there any point in them continuing? No. Uh, they got no money. They got no points. They score no goals. They give up a Schmidt load of goals every game. They're pathetic. Nobody goes to see them anymore. And Mario is out for the season. He's got that hip pointer. He had whatever the hell it is. He tried the therapy, rehab, uh, but he's going to have to have arthroscopic surgery on his hip January 13, and uh, he can't get back in the lineup. His left hip flexor muscle. He said he's not retiring. So, in other words, there will still be another one of those retirement tours like we've already had. How many of those we had for Mario? About 30, man. Right. As great as he is, it's getting a little bit ponderous. But he's out for the season. No more Mario for all you... Penguin fans. Poor Mike Lang, man. He's probably suicidal at this point. Probably wants to jump out of the booth. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Jim Mandich at 2. The Mad Dog's back this week. All right. The bad news is, though, if you tuned in late, the Humper is illin'. He's got the bad flu. He's got the flu and the craps and the whatever goes with it. And so the booster will be on again, 4 to 645. Luckily for Boog, it's a short shift. Because you got hurricane warm-up, uh, 645. Hurricanes in North Carolina basketball, 7 o'clock tonight. How many people will be listening to that? About 30, man. Eddie K. after the basketball game, Joe and Mark with their highly popular uh, show overnight. And then after that, God only knows. 5670560. Oh, this line, too, is a little bit strange, too. Why is it that when I punch those up, the dial tones sound like so hollow? Is there a reason for that? It, it, it is a different, strange-sounding tone. Yeah, lately it's been uh, sabotage, I think. Probably the CIA tap. Probably Bechtel doing something about it. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how's it going? All right. All right. Hey, 
sign over oh, right. time. Um, I don't know if you saw last Sunday. Uh, in the uh, Sears hat, they're selling shoes, women's shoes. And in the corner of the ad on each, each picture of the shoe, yeah. it says uh, security friendly. It's got a little airplane on it. <laughs> That's great. Don't you love it? I do love it. All right, I'll see you around then. I'll see you around at Sears, man. Come on. And quit wearing them uh, pump those pumps. Anyway, that's great. Security friendly. We got like a little uh, little thing. You know that that inspires me for a whole line of products that yeah. you can walk right through the air. Clothes that you can see all the way through, so they, right. they can see that you're not hiding anything. Uh huh. Just totally hey, transparent. I'm telling you, the day is coming when they do have those machines where they like, uh, and they're going to say, "Well, you know, we've tried everything else and it just doesn't work." They're still getting all these uh, instruments through, and so we're just going to have those X-ray machines. Right. They got them. They ha they have them. They've got them. They're just not using them yet because they know that people are going to start getting into brawls and fistfights. You know, I mean, like when I walk through there and they start like laughing, <laughs> I mean, like you, you know, and saying, "You call that a penis?" Well, you saw well, my sister naked. You? Now you got to marry her. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the oh and speaking of uh, products I mentioned yesterday and I got sidetracked. Uh, not that it's a big deal because I don't know that much about them, but I was so shocked in seeing that subway spot with the Atkins. Oh, racks. I finally saw that. Yes. Yeah, and they got like the Atkins symbol there. See, now that he's croaked, you're right. All of those people who inherited his uh, outfit there, his uh, money machine. Right. Now they're really cranking it up big time. So you're going to be Atkins to death pretty soon. I'm telling you that. It's just uh, you're going to have Atkins coming out of your ass. Because especially especially Askins. if you eat those bars, oh Ooh. god! But uh, yeah, and they got wraps. Now, what I'm curious about is what are they wrapping it with? Because the wraps have got to have like uh, carbs in it because it's like a form of uh, like right. a tortilla, it's a right? It's a bread, flour, right? A grain. So I'm really curious what that's all about. They maybe look the, they look okay. They look pretty good, especially the compared to the crap that you get from Subway. Somebody will let us know. Rush Limbaugh, 47 people would like to dance on your grave so far, Rush. They love it. O.J. Simpson, 31. Ann Coulter, 20. Pat Robertson, 17, is tied with Mo. The two of them, they can't separate him with a shoehorn. Jerry Falwell, 9. Bill O'Reilly, 7. Greg Reed, 5. Rosie, 4. Mike Tyson, 3. Two for Howard Sperm. Two for Roseanne Barr. One for, uh, uh, two for Pete Rose. One for Bob Novak. And none yet for Mariah Carey. Or Larry King out of 180 votes. WQAM. Happy Wednesday. Not there. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. I think I got one for your poll. All right. You know that bitch that went up to, uh, she busted all those kids up to Tallahassee to see Jeb and he wasn't even there. She always wears those stupid hats. No. I don't know her name. Uh... I think she's called a fucking bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, damn. maybe, maybe I, somebody will know her name. I haven't got any idea who you're talking about or what. Yeah, she was wearing these stupid hats. She busted all those kids up, and uh, he wasn't even there. Somebody will know, man. All right. Thanks. Bye. Anybody knows the bitch that wears the stupid hat that bust a bunch of kids up to yeah. see the governor? Please call in. What? You know that guy? He did that thing. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I know the one. <laughs> who used to wear those pointed yeah, shoes, the ones right, that had the airplane right. uh, logo in the corner. They were kind of brown on the top and they had leather on the bottom. He used to wear white bucks. <laughs> five six seven oh five sixty pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless line. I think uh, one of the things we ought to ban is any more discussion on this radio station about Pete Rose. I don't, I don't hear the... <laughs> what? Sorry. I mean, Joe Rose is fine, but Pete Rose is banned. <laughs> No mas, Tomas. No mas uh, with his Pete Rose crap, okay? That one guy that called it, or the facts was right. 
Talk about old news. Talk about stale halava. Enough already with that asshole. You're a liar. You're a scumbag. We are never going to talk to you about you again until uh, we got some good material on you. Piece of crap. What a, oh, this makes my skin crawl. Now, over the years, there were some interesting people that came to Pompano Park. Jackie Gleason used to go there and sit up right by the window in the clubhouse and demand to be left alone, which I don't blame him. He was a big uh, harness racing fan. And then one night, Kenny Rogers was there, sat like uh, right across from me. Yeah. Did well, you Kenny Rogers him? is okay. We don't have anything against him. No, no, no problem at all. So he likes phone sex. He makes good and, chicken. And Jim Leland, uh, the former manager of the Marlins, sat behind me, sat on the table right behind me. He liked to plunge a little bit here and there. But they, those were good guys, you know. I mean, just because somebody is in sports doesn't mean that they don't like to go to the ponies here every now and then. Right? Right. Even like gay Edgar Hoover, he liked it. And the races, too. Well, how'd you like to have a scam like that? They used to, they used to give him all the info on fixed races, and, uh, if he lost, they would reimburse, they would reimburse him for his right. ticket. Mm -hmm. Hey, if Dick Feinberg and Steve Wolf are listening to Pompano Park, when I come back to town, I want that kind of a deal. I'm gonna plunge my guts out. The only thing is, if I lose, uh, I want my money back. I would love to have that kind of a deal. 27 past 11 at 560 WQM. If your car's got problems, baby, uh, just don't trust it to any stranger from the phone book or anybody in the newspaper because God only knows what they're going to do to it. Take it to people you can really trust who know their stuff inside and out. EF Tire and Auto Repair. You'll find them at 5083 North Federal Highway, just a mile and a half north of Sample Road in Pompano Beach. At EF Tire and Auto Repair, experience the difference that experience makes because they really know their stuff. All EF mechanics are certified technicians, ASC certified, current with all the latest technology, and most have been with the EF team for almost 20 long, amazing years. The EF team has got over 200 combined years of experience. And no job is too big or too small at EF, from a blown fuse to a blown engine, from a 73 Toyota to an 04 Bentley to one of those real spiffy new 05 Corvettes, I'll bet. You think I ought to get one of those? Sure, why not get two? EF Tarrant Auto Repair does it all. All jobs meticulously double-checked for accuracy by the shop foreman, and every car is cleaned upon completion of the work. EF Auto's most extended warranties and offers you wide weight service on most repairs. And if you mention Bob Eisenberg when you go in there, they'll laugh their ass off. EF Tarrant Auto Repair, they're at 5083 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. Call 954-426-9926. That's 954-426-9926. Be sure to ask about their 90-day same-as-cash, no-interest credit card when you talk to our friends at EF as well. EF Tarrant Auto Repair, nationally recognized as one of the most successful auto repair facilities anywhere in the entire U.S. of A. At EF, their motto is, nobody cares more and nobody works harder to earn your business. Live and local, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. I hate you. Coming up tonight on Inside the Behind the True Hollywood Celebrity Music Biography Profile Story. They rocketed up the pop charts when their song got played on an episode of Family Ties. Jesus, talk about zero f street credibility. They were Billy Vera and the Beaters. What do you think I would give at this moment? Oh, my God. Who could forget that classic episode of Family Ties when Alex and Ellen danced to that song? I know I'll never forget it. I also know I'm so gay. This reaction was typical of the 80s geeks who spoke to us about their favorite show. But how does Billy Vera feel about achieving fame through a one-time shot on a sitcom? Oh, my gosh. Who could forget that classic episode of Family Ties when Alex and Ellen danced to that song? I know I'll never forget it. What? Uh, why are you looking at me like that? The song, at this moment, was actually recorded six years before it gained popularity on Family Ties. 
Why the delay in the song's success? Well, I, look, I didn't want to change the original name of the band. I wanted to be cutting edge. Under pressure from his record label, Billy finally called his band The Beaters. Yeah, I regret it to this day. I thought Billy Vera and the compulsive masturbators had a really bitchin' feel to it. Inside the behind had hoped to contact the now famous stars of Family Ties to ask about their impressions of Billy and the handjobs. Yeah, beaters. But Michael J. Fox, Courtney Cox, and Justine Bateman refused to talk to us. Tina Yeathers, however, needed the money. What f song you talking about? I don't remember any song. Weren't you gonna pay me in beer, you assholes? Billy Vera and the Beaters. If Tina Yothers has forgotten you, you're pretty much done. It's a big, juicy, sopping wet look at show business. Tonight on Inside the Behind. 1133, 27 till noon. The Mad Dog at 2. The booster for the ailing humper for the load at uh, 4 this afternoon. We're going to keep our eye on that situation. Get yourself straightened out, Hank, okay? I don't do funerals. Rush Limbaugh, unless it's there to like dance on the grave as soon as they put the uh, thing in the ground. Rush 59, OJ 37, and quarter 24. Mo Howard David at 21, Pat Robertson 21, Jerry Falwell 12, and Bill O'Reilly 10. Everybody else, small potato, single digits. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon line. In a minute or two, I got an article. Remember the caller we had yesterday that was giving me a song to dance about? Uh, well, you know, if you're going to, I read that great uh, column by William Rivers Pitt about Bush New. Yeah. And then uh, this asshole thought, well, if you're going to read that, well, how come uh, Clinton didn't do anything, yada, yada? And, of course, we tried to tell him what really happened in those eight years, but he didn't want to be bothered <laughs> by the truth. But this article by Tom Hartman in CommonDreams.org says it so well. He's an award-winning, best-selling author of both nonfiction books and novels, including two that were optioned for Hollywood production, Tom Hartman, and uh, no relation to Mary. I'll get to it. WQAM. Jorge, I want to talk to the man. The man? The man. You want to talk to the mad dog? The humper? The, the humper? I'd like to vote. The big... Oh! Go ahead, sir. Go right ahead. Rick Sanchez. Oh, Rick Sanchez is excellent. He'll do well. Thank you. Thank you so much. Muchas gracias. Was that Elvis? That, that was him, wasn't it? That sounded just like him. He sounded like he had a peanut butter nanner sandwich right in his puss. Rick Sanchez, a lot of people would like to dance. They don't want to watch your TV show, Rick, but they'd love to dance on your grave. And by the way, the guy you hit in front of the stadium, he's still dead. You know something? Have we? I, I don't know if we've ever done that poll. That, that's a poll that comes to mind for like tomorrow. Set. The most disliked. Now, I guess we've done that. Local media. Yeah. Kind of, we've done I, I don't something know. I don't like think that. we have done that. The most disliked local media person of all time. I don't think we've done that. Because I'm thinking of Greg Budell. Ooh. <laughs> so I know we haven't done that. Well, you can work I mean, on it done, tonight. We've done what? You can work on the list tonight because you'll know all these names. Oh, yeah. And then what do we do tomorrow? Punt. Let them. Let them. I'm trying to give you a little instruction here, okay? Don't make the whole list up ahead of time. Then you're going to be sitting twiddling your thumbs for four hours talking to Shamba. You know, that, that's all you're going to have. Mm -hmm. Don't, uh, you know, like today, I started out with one name. And now we got two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen. And now we got eighteen, and still a long way to go. See? I, I started with one. You stuck one on there, and then uh, and their audiences—they got to feel constructive, like they're doing something. If you tune in late, by the way, speaking of constructive, a very, very significant day in the history of this radio station and this program. 
And you can bet your bottom uh, dollar that Muffin Clarence, even though they're both too chicken schmidt to say it, they're delighted that we're not doing that one or two comedy bits, uh, you know. And also Greg, although he's too stupid to understand it. But I guarantee you they're pretty happy about it. Oh, gee, all the money we're paying him and he's playing comedy bits an hour a week. We only have four hours uh, five days a week. Yeah. I got news for you. When you get to be 100 years old like me, just be glad you can sit down here and your teeth are still in your mouth. God. There is nothing worse than getting old, okay? There, well, I'm sure there's something. Yeah, dying. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's worse than getting old. That's not getting old. Right. <laughs> Stopping getting old. <laughs> yeah. Stopping a clock a little bit abruptly, not too good. Just ask Johnny Cash. Well, he got old. 225 votes on a poll. Rush Limbaugh, 64. OJ, 41. And quarter 25. Moe and Pat Robertson. You can't separate a man. They're neck and neck, nose to nose. Absolutely. 21 apiece. WQAM, hello. <laughs> you see what I mean about your people, man? Yeah. Too many chalupas. He's been sucking chalupas. on too many chalupas, that guy. What were those uh, pop, uh, those lollipops? What was that? Chupa Chups. Chupa Chups. WQM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. I got a good name for you. Okay. The biggest uh, loser going, George W. Uh, politicians excluded, sir. Let me say it again. Oh, God. What well-known living person's grave would you love to dance on? Politicians excluded. Let me say it again. Let me explain it. I'm sure this guy with good intentions, and I'm sure that his uh, suggestion there would win hands down, would race away from everybody in the poll. We aren't going to do that for obvious reasons, no. because some right-wing assholes out there would like to try to manipulate it into such a thing as, uh, well, you know, they're talking about the president dying, uh, and uh, you just don't do that. Right. We'll have to beat around the bush. Right. Uh-oh. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. If you want to like uh, beat up on Bush a little bit, just look on our website. You'll have plenty of chance to punch his buttons. Okay, <laughs> watch him puke them pretzels out. Oh, I turn my turn my speakers off. I don't like hearing them click, sir. Huh? <laughs> but you can do some too. We can do it in stereo. Take it with He's me. already spat out a whole bag of pretzels on, on just on my computer, I'll tell you that. They need a, a handheld PDA version of this so I can do, uh, do it on my phone. Oh, this is this is a fabulous thing, okay? Ooh. Talk about keeping people off the streets and killing some really good time. Oh, believe you me, once you get started with this thing, you won't be able to stop. It's more fun than your penis, I, I guarantee you that. 5670560, pound 560. Is Rick Sanchez got, is he on there yet? I didn't look. Uh, yeah, he's got a vote already. You just wait, man. He's going to make a move. You'll see. You'll be able to smell it right where you're sitting. Can you imagine Rick Sanchez farting? It just dawned on no, me. No, thank just... you. I oh, God. Really never did until now. Oh, holy moly. I, I don't know why it is, but they're just certain people. The only person who I think who might emit even more fragrant aroma would be it would have been Celia Cruz. That big bull dyke, uh, that drag queen, whatever it was. Can you imagine Celia <coughs> cutting a big one in the elevator? Hmm. I did that yesterday. My luck. I punch up the elevator. I'm hoping. I hope nobody's on there. Nice young lady is on there. I thought, oh, well, I mean, it was just, it was just like the vapor trails, the end, ass end of it, so to speak, you know? The rest of it I left in the hallway. But I'm sure I brought some on there with me. <laughs> left some hanging out there. Yeah, it was hanging in hanging the air. Hanging in the air. And, and she just did in the corner very politely, but I could see her nose like scrunching up a little bit. 21 till noon at 560 WQAM. Let me tell you about a place where you can have a great time. Pete Rose used to go there. 
had a big pile of bills stacked up on his uh, table there, $100 bills, and he was still an asshole, trust me. Hey, all you horse racing fans and poker players, Pompano Park Racing and Card Room has got all the plunging action you want, and it's all legal, too. Located just a half mile from both I-95 and the Florida Turnpike, Pompano Park is easy to get to, and best of all, Pompano Park features free admission and free general parking every day. You can plunge on Don Brader till your wallet is empty. Live harness racing in the poker room open every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Like uh, poker starts at noon, noon to midnight, and live racing gets underway nightly, 7.05, five nights a week, including tonight. Every Monday night, there's two for $25 dinner specials in the top of the park restaurant on the sixth floor. Every Wednesday, like tonight, it's dollar night at Pompano Park for dollar draft beers, sodas, hot dogs, and lots more. Every Thursday night, it's ladies night at the track, two for one drink specials just for the ladies. Also every night at the fourth floor players room, there's a $7.95 plated dinner special. Also, there'll be a special tribute on Monday, January 19th, honoring Martin Luther King Jr. with one race featuring African-American drivers only, plus the annual Lou Williams Memorial Race. Now, I will be there for that, and I hope that Fat Rich is listening right now, because when the drivers from uh, Cleveland, for example, when Randy Tharps is driving, and if he wins that race, don't say, the schmoo beat me out. That's not a good idea. Pompano Park is also open seven days and nights a week, featuring the best in harness, thoroughbred, and highlight action from all across North America for you to watch and plunge your guts out. Pompano Park, a block south of Atlantic Boulevard on Powerline Road. For the current race schedule, you can go online at pompanopark.com or make that call, 954-972-2000. Don't forget, poker starts at noon today. Post time for the first live race, 7.05 tonight at Pompano Park. <laughs> Sports Radio 560, QAM. Up the butt. On the next Queer Eye, the Fufu Five descend on Miami Beach, where they blend right in and pay a special surprise visit to Matt Drudge. Here we are. Oh, hi. Come in, won't you? <laughs> what do you think? Nothing for us to do here. Looks fine, fellas. Let's go. Wait a second, what's this? Uh-huh. A blow-up doll. I never saw a blow-up doll of an old fat Jew before. Oh, I forgot to put that away. Ooh, <laughs> who's it supposed to be? Oh, uh, nothing really. It's just the blow-up doll of Neil Rogers. It's uh, all too much. Sayonara, lady boy. It's 11.44, 16 till noon. I'm reading this uh, from Hector in Miami. Yeah. He says, I'm having a hard time with your new pool. Can't decide whose grave I'd like to dance on. Thinking about it, I could start rattling off name after name of every self-aggrandizing person who imposes themselves on our lives on a regular basis. To wit, Madonna, pompous, pseudo-accented bitch. Do we want to put Madonna on there? She's on too many other polls. Okay. <laughs> Michael oh, Jacko. Boy. Oh, yeah, Michael Jackson ought to be on there, shouldn't Show he? enough. Michael Jackson ought to be on there. He'll, he'll zoom up that list. How about Anna Nicole? Anna Nicole is good. Okay, I'm writing. And then it says Michael Stife. Michael Stife tries to impose his political views and believes he has the duty to do so simply because he's written a song or two. What kind of crap is that, Hector? Well, we can see where Hector's coming from. Moby, see Michael Stife. So in other words, anybody who's to the left of Attila the Hun can't uh, write music and can't uh, sing a song. I guess everybody's got to be like, uh, what's his name? You're Toby Keith. Right. And while I'm at it, how about Hanoi Jane and uh, Slip Ted Turner in there while we're at it? See, same old Hanoi Jane, Ooh, who it turned out pattern. was right, by the way. What? Yeah, nice pattern, Hector. Yeah. Then he says, I think you can see where I'm going with this. I'll let you decide which of any of these folks. Are. Yeah, I see where you're going. Way off to the right, Hector. Grab on real tight. You're going to fall off the right end of the earth because it is flat. P.S. Add Don King for trying to act as a philanthropist with his stupid line in Lauderdale. Uh, his line isn't in Lauderdale, by the way, Hector. Another mistake. It's in Palm Beach. Lauderdale's another bunch of goofballs. 
What a great fact, Hector. Not. Oh, we've got Michael Jackson got on it. Sure, there can be improvements on that. I nominated. Oh yeah, here you go. <laughs> this is good, Miss Fudge. Let's get Matt Drudge on there for sure. We don't want to get uh, what's your name all upset. Your close girlfriend, uh, Lynn Samuels. Oh, the self-hating fag, Miss Fudge, the one with the creamy center. It says, Neil, is, isn't the way you have to self-censor this poll a sad commentary? Well, I mean, it's just it's just a question of uh, you know using some common sense. The way we have to censor everything like that, Condoleezza, but is very, very sad. But, you know, you either can do the things that you know you have to do, or you can get yourself fired and be off the air and be out on the street. I mean, that, that's what it boils down to. I'm not saying I subscribe to it like the guy that wanted to get into a long song and dance about the F word in the FCC. It's just the way it is, man. You do your best to try to change things, but you still have to operate within the, uh, you know, like if you're out on the highway and you say, oh, I think this road is so big and expansive, I think the speed limit here ought to be 90. I'm going to go 90. Oh, right. okay. Well, gee, how come you pulled me over? It says the choice everybody wants can never, not ever even be spoken for fear of the goon squad kicking in the door. Personally, I think it would be a bad choice. We'd still get dicked anyway, but I'd like to live in a country where I could speak my mind like you do. Eh? Oh, look at this list. Oh, this, you know who this is from? This is from uh, Bill, who uh, writes uh, like one word at a time, isn't it? From Arthur. Oh, is it really from Arthur? Well, Arthur must be uh, copying Bill's techniques. Sean Hannity, are we going to put all these on there? Let's not. Now, Carl Rove, well, why not? Not all no, We're of not going to put Barbara Bush on there. That's bad. Carl Rove is political. Uh, Newt Gingrich is a, a politician. Laura Ingraham is okay. She's a bitch. George Will is okay. Dick Morris, uh, he's, how would you uh, categorize him? Because now he's just a flunky. I don't know. No, nah, don't put him on there. Ollie North is good. And sure. G. Gordon Liddy. You're not going to put any of those other ones on there? All right, this is G. Gordon Liddy, and okay. they don't come any worse than Neil Rogers. Go away and shave your mustache. Yeah, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingraham, George Will, Ali North, G. Gordon Liddy. Because if we're going to put Ann Coulter and Miss Fudge on there, we can put some other right-wing assholes on there, too, and dance on their graves. What do you say? Okay? Okay. 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 See, that, that fact's about Phil. I mean, talk about, you know, beating a dead horse. Not that I didn't appreciate hearing about it, but is it any surprise? No. No. He's just totally sold out. Totally sold out. How much? Would... Huh? How much? Hundred uh, percent. No, but I mean, how much do you think it took to buy him? Oh, I don't. I don't think it has to do with that. I think it's. It's. Um. You know, maybe. Maybe he perceives that to be what he's uh, being pressured. Uh, you know, see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. With cheap channel and a whole uh, drift of the way things are going, being the quizzling that he is anyway. Two hundred and seventy-one votes on the poll. None for Mariah Carey. That pisses me off. I wish I could change my vote. 275, like I said, Miss Drudge went on there, and Nicole Smith went on, and Michael Jackson and Mariah. None of them have any votes yet. Bob Novak won. They'd like to dance on his grave and take a leak while they're doing it, or something even more exciting. Rick Sanchez, two. Larry King, two. Pete Rose, two. Roseanne Barr, three. Howard Stern, five. Mike Tyson, six. Greg Reed's got eight. <laughs> I am so glad we put him on there. Man. A man who has just uh, screwed it up so badly, so much. But the checks keep clearing. Thank you very much, Greg. Rosie O'Donnell, 10. Bill O'Reilly and Jerry Fudge. Bill O'Reilly, 12. Falwell, 17. I see Moe's pulled away from him. Pat Robertson, 25. That's who he was tied with, right? But Moe is edged ahead with 27. You can't uh, keep up with Moe. Absolutely. Ann Coulter, 28. O.J. Simpson, 47. And Rush Limbaugh, <laughs> pill-popping champion of Palm Beach County. He's got 80, man. And he's going to pop them all before noon. Do you think i got time to read this article before the break? Yes. A Fistful of Kryptonite Against Super George by Tom Hartman. 
This is the response to the caller yesterday that was trying to feed us that crap about Clinton did nothing about terrorism. In this season of blockbuster movies, it's useful to remember that one of the first lessons aspiring novelists and screenwriters learn is that the goodness of a hero is defined by a single quality, the badness of his opponent. From Superman's Lex Luthor to Batman's Joker to Indiana Jones' Nazis to Luke Skywalker's Darth Vader, for a hero to be perceived as larger than life, he must have a larger-than-life enemy. If Frodo, for example, hadn't been forced to do battle with the supernatural powers of the ring and its minions, his story would merely have been a boring travelogue. But with an army of supernaturally brilliant, evil, and powerful opponents, Frodo had the opportunity to display his extraordinary inner courage and resourcefulness, qualities he didn't even realize he had till they were called forth by the peril of an awesome evil. This is a lesson that was not lost on Karl Rove and George W. Bush. If they could recast George as the opponent of a power as great as the ring, then the rather ordinary W could become the extraordinary super George, rising from his facileness to prevail over the supernatural powers of evil. Bill Clinton had a similar chance, but passed on it for the good of America and the world. When bin Laden attacked us in the 1990s several times in an attempt to raise his own stature in the Islamic world, Bill Clinton dealt with Osama like the criminal he was. He enlisted Interpol and the police and investigative agencies of various nations, brought in our best intelligence agents, and missed bin Laden in a missile-launched assassination attempt by a scant 20 minutes, bringing derisive howls from Republicans that he was trying to wag the dog and deflect attention away from the Monica investigations. As Clinton left office, he and the CIA were tightening the noose on bin Laden, and his national security advisor, Sandy Berger, told me that when he briefed his successor, Condoleezza Rice, he told her to put bin Laden and al-Qaeda at the top of her priority list and thus finished the job Clinton administration had nearly completed. <clears throat> As we know, when Rice, Rumsfeld, Cheney, Bush, et al. finally came up with the priorities for their new administration, al-Qaeda had been replaced by tax cuts for Bush's rich donors on the A-list and didn't even appear on the B-list. Thus came 9-11, despite warnings given to the president August 6, 2001, that in the immediate future, al-Qaeda intended to hijack commercial planes and use them to attack East Coast targets. Bush apparently took the warning seriously. Ashcroft immediately stopped flying on commercial aircraft, and Bush moved to Texas for the longest vacation in the history of the American presidency, and even when that was over, he preferred Florida to target-listed Washington, D.C. In the days after the 9-11 attacks, America had the sympathy of the world, and the police and intelligence agencies of even normally hostile nations offered to help us track down and bring to justice its perpetrators. Mullah Omar of Afghanistan offered to arrest bin Laden on our behalf and turn him over to a Western nation for prosecution. Muslims all over the world were horrified at the actions of one of their own, a fundamentalist turned criminal and murderer. It would have been so easy to accept Omar's offer, bring in bin Laden, dismantle the training camps and track down their attendees and sponsors, and launch an international effort to disassemble and render impotent al-Qaeda. It probably could have been done in a year or less, given the intensity of the worldwide empathy for the citizens of America and the many other nations whose people died in the World Trade Center. Over 500 American soldiers would still be alive, and thousands wouldn't have lost arms, legs, and eyes. Over 40,000 innocent Afghans and Iraqis would also still be alive. But Karl Rove knew that George W. Bush had a problem and saw bin Laden as the solution. Bush hadn't defeated Al Gore fair and square and was seen by most Americans as a spoiler and illegitimate leader. As soon as the details of his proposed supply side voodoo economics hit the press, the markets went into a nosedive. And already there were stories circulating in the media of his cozy relationship with corrupt oil barons like Kenny Lay and the secret energy meetings in the spring of 2001 uh, before 9-11 in which Cheney, Lay, and others in the oil industry were apparently carving up the oil fields of Iraq. Bush, in short, was seen as a buffoonish pretender, an ineffectual manager, and a sellout to big oil and other scandal-ridden industries. He was the butt of late-night jokes, a former college cheerleader, a dry drunk except when tempted by pretzels, an inside trader, a small man on the national and international stage. George W. desperately needed his own Lex Luthor if he was to reinvent himself as Superman. 
Grove and Bush realized that if they simply branded Osama as the criminal thug that he was, the leader of an obscure Islamic mafia with fewer than 20,000 serious members, they wouldn't have the supervillain they needed for George W. Bush to be seen as a superhero. If Bush only authorized a police action, he'd miss a golden opportunity to position himself as the battle commander of the war against evil incarnate. And so began the, big, the building of the mythos. Osama is evil genius, Osama is worldwide mastermind, even Osama is the Antichrist, as General Boykin reminded us so candidly. Even though Osama is almost certainly dead or badly disabled, otherwise we'd see him on the video he so loved to use before Tora Bora, Bush can't afford to acknowledge that to retain his Superman pose, George must continue to have a kryptonite-equipped foe. If the remnants of Al-Qaeda try to pull our strings by increasing chatter about particular flights, for example, we must hyper-react with many press conferences and televised appearances by Tom Ridge. Every action must be trumpeted. We must keep terror alerts on the screens of TVs nationwide as long as possible. We must remind people that George the Good is battling the one true dragon so they'll renew his sacred mission for another four years. For George to remain super George throughout his term of office and thus to pull the country behind him for an FDR-sized transformation of the nation on behalf of his corporate masters, George needs a war every bit as huge as FDR's WW2. And that requires Osama to be as big as Hitler in the minds of the Americans. Thus, Richard Pearl writes in his breathless and hyperbolic new book, An End to Evil, there is no middle way for Americans. It is victory or holocaust. Pearl laments, although his ilk fought Clinton's attacks on bin Laden, that terrorists attacked and murdered Americans in East Africa, in Yemen, in Saudi Arabia, and America responded to these acts of war as if they were ordinary crimes. He conveniently leaves out the largest attack of all on Reagan's watch in Lebanon, which led Reagan to simply fold our tents and leave. These were acts of war, Pearl and From agree, argue. But there is no nation that he has attacked us. These criminal acts were perpetrated by an Islamic mafia that no more represents the interests or opinions of the majority of the world's Muslims than Tim McVeigh represented the majority of Americans' Christians. This archetypical formation of George W. Bush from spoiled, rich pretender to the presidency into the caped, well-flight-suited uh, Super George, defender of all things good and right, has a powerful impact on the American people, and Rove hopes to ride it to victory in 2004. But there's a weakness in it which the Democrats can use to stop Bush's demagogic PR machine and outgoing destruction of American democracy. Howard Dean was the first to raise a fistful of kryptonite against Super George when he suggested we should internationalize the efforts against al-Qaeda and involve more police agencies. Dean's speeches, especially his speech on foreign policy, make clear that while he realizes the very real danger al-Qaeda represents, he also knows that Bush's superhero go-it-alone posture is doing us and democracy itself more harm than good. To the extent Democrats can demythologize bin Laden, they'll deprive Bush of his superhero costume. <clears throat> bin Laden as wretched criminal must become part of the lexicon of the Democratic worldview. Osama bin Laden may well be a sociopath and a criminal, but he doesn't have supernatural uh, proportions, and we only empower him in the eyes of other Muslims by crediting them to him. If his weapons are potentially more lethal, lethal than past terrorists, it's a testament to the te technology of the weapons, not to the power of Osama. And if, God forbid, he's successful in pulling off another conspicuous attack against America or Americans, it's critical that a chorus of rational voices in America immediately define him as a criminal, call for criminal prosecutions as European nations have successfully used against their terrorist opponents, and work to bring worldwide pol uh, police agencies into the hunt. We must repeatedly remind the American people that a horrific crime, not an act of war, was inflicted upon us on 9-11. Like the crimes of the IRA against the citizens of Britain, the crimes of the November 17th terrorist group against Greece, the crimes of the Red Brigades against Italy, it'll be best be fought by investigators, intelligence operatives, and the highly effective web of police agencies that stretch across the world. Although less filled with shock and awe, these able people can bring al-Qaeda to justice without further elevating bin Laden or extending his reach and influence. 
By recasting bin Laden from supervillain into a banal criminal, we weaken support for him around the world. And we also deflate the heroic Super George action figure in the minds of average Americans, allowing more rational statesmen and women to bring this great nation back to the peace we held throughout so much of the last half of the 20th century. Pretty good article by Tom Hartman, commonbeams.org. It's on our website. Constantly, somewhere. I beg your pardon? I said I liked it a lot. Good. 11.58 at 5.60, WQM, what timing? A little on the raspy side, but what timing, huh? <laughs> Enterex Diabetic, that's something that goes down good. It's truly a delicious meal replacement drink that just happens to be made for people living with diabetes, but anybody who wants to cut down their intake of sugar can drink it and enjoy it, too. Enterex Diabetic, sweetened with Splenda, which is made from sugar, so there's no nasty aftertaste like you with aspartame and saccharin, recommended by doctors and dietitians for people who can't sacrifice proper nutrition just because they'd be in a hurry. Enterex Diabetic is a completely balanced nutritional supplement, providing you with all the essential vitamins and minerals needed for a healthy life, plus fiber and antioxidants, yet it's low in saturated fat and cholesterol, also gluten and lactose-free. An 8-ounce can provides you with 237 calories of easily digested nutrition. So try Enterex Diabetic once, and you'll never go back to whatever kind of crap you were drinking before. In fact, the makers are so sure you're going to love Enterex Diabetic, they're giving away free, full-size samples in vanilla and chocolate flavors to anybody who calls their toll-free number. 1-866-368-3739, or faster yet, order for yourself on their website at www.interexdiabetic.com. Just click on free samples. Tell them that Neil sent you for the delicious one and get an additional free gift. And you can also purchase Interex Diabetic all around town at Publix, Walgreens, Eckerd's, Navarro, Sedano, CVS, other local pharmacies. Again, for your free sample, call toll-free 1-866-368-3739. This is Sports Radio 560 QAM. This is Mo Howard and And the only thing funnier than rape is that pipe smokers told the one hour. Hey kids, coming to a toy store near you, Rattel Toys brings you the new Paris Hilton Barbie. She's blonde, tall, and dumb, and comes with her very own digital video camera. You'll have hours of fun videotaping Paris Barbie having sex with boyfriend Ken. And because the Paris Hilton Barbie comes with a digital camera, it's just a simple step to upload your video onto the Internet. You could be the first kid on your block to share those sexual encounters with your friends. What could be more fun? Paris Hilton Barbie, in toy stores now. If it's Rattel, it's swell. Yes. 502 at 560. WQM, happy Wednesday to you. I'm taking a look at that uh, dishonest W thing. What a nice going, Eric. What a oh, he also says, um, check your email about those uh, poll stats you wanted. Really? Really? Well, just there's almost more stuff here than I can handle. It's almost enough to make me think i got to do that one to two hour one last time. Right, just so you but can I'm check not. your email. Just kidding, folks. Just kidding. So these, uh, let me see. Let me just try this out, okay, from our actual website. Huh? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I see. It's uh, it's loading now. It's got a load. Yes. Loading. It's dropping a big load. Got to load first, then after that you can play with it all day long, and the buttons too. Oh, and here come the buttons now. 
<laughs> there go the pretzels. <laughs> All you people that have pain in the ass little kids out there that want to keep them off the streets and keep Ooh. them busy today, this would be perfect for them, okay? Keep them uh, precedent. And the buttons, too. Keep them precedent? Yeah. Keep oppressing them. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. Let's get back to the important stuff. Our poll, of course, and all those illegal immigrants who have come in uh, illegally who are now legal. Poof! Wave that magic wand again, okay? There we go. All of a sudden, now you're kosher. Even if you're eating cheeseburgers, sure, you're kosher. An inspiration for the people that wait online and fill out all their paperwork and subject themselves to background checks. Oh, the hell with them. Yeah. We like those cheap, uh, that cheap labor man. Kathy Lee would be proud. Politicians excluded. What well-known living person's grave would you love to dance on? Rush Limbaugh, they can't touch you, Rush, man. Can't touch this. 91. OJ, and by the way, he's on now. All you people that say, listen to Rush every day, don't forget he's on right now. Grab him. OJ Simpson, 50. Ann Coulter, 31. How many she got? About 30, man. Mo Howard David at 29. Pat Robertson, 26. Mo is edged ahead of Pat because God is whispering in his rear. Jerry Falwell, 21. Bill O'Reilly, 13. Rosie O'Donnell, 12. Greg Reed's got eight. Nice going, Greg. You go, boy. Mike Tyson, six. Howard Stern, five. Ricky Ticky Sanchez, four. I thought he'd be doing a lot better than that than you. Uh, Larry King, three. Roseanne Barr, three. Petey Rose, Bob Novak, Michael Jackson, Ollie North, two apiece. One for Sean Hannity. One for G. Gordon Liddy. And none yet for Miss Fudge, George Will, Laura Ingraham, Mariah Carey, or Anna Nicole Smith. Out of 312 votes in the first hour. Pretty impressive total, eh? Aren't you impressed? I'm impressed. Good. I got some more uh, good stuff here for a little bit later on. Good. Not a whole bunch, just three. Just three more. Is that is that acceptable? No. Three more that I want to like. Uh, well, Nick Kristoff's got a great column in the New York Times today, The God Gulf. I like that. Carl Hyacin from our own Miami Herald in the Tallahassee Democrat. Welcome to the big house of prayer. <laughs> oh. And Robert Shear writes, the Lord knows what Pat Robertson wants. Oh, God. He knows it. WQAM, nobody. Why now? That line one is working, but there's never anybody there. Do you know what I mean? Cool. I, mean, I realize I keep these people diddling on the uh, screen list, but there's never anybody there. WQAM, hello. Morning, Neil. Morning, too. Uh, Good afternoon. I have, some, I have someone with uh, one foot in the grave to add to your list, uh, Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston would be magnificent. I bet you Matt, uh, uh, Michael Moore would vote for that. Major douchebag. Thank you, okay, dude. thanks. Charlton Heston, let's dance on his grave. And, of course, uh, he can't go anywhere anyway because you can see even he was trying to run away from Michael Moore, he was moving real slow. <laughs> he was dragging his ass real slowly toward that the screen door to get the hell away. You son of a bitch. Yeah, that was so great. Anybody hasn't seen Bowling for Columbine, get with it. Go to your uh, nearest video store and uh, steal it or something if you can't afford to buy it. Rent it, buy it, steal it. Show it to everybody you know. Bowling for Columbine. It's fabulous. That's because Michael Moore is fabulous. Did we ever find out what the name of the movie is going to be based on Dude, Where's My Country? No, we did not. Oh, because he's got his own website, michaelmoore.com. I bet you it might be on there somewhere. Might be. And it's going to be coming out before the election, which, of course, the right-wingers are peeing in their pants about that. In fact, they're already trying to get, prevent anybody from making the movie, which is why he had to come up here to a Canada to make Bowling for Columbine. That's something? Yeah, they had to come to Canada and go around and uh, open uh, the doors of people's houses to show that not everybody locks the doors here because they're not quite as gun crazy. Although we're catching up. We're catching up. We had 65 murders in Toronto last year, and it's starting to get... And you want to know why? You know who the scumbags are, where they're coming from? I give up. U.S. 
See, so no. to get even, we're sending we're sending mad cows across the border. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You send us a bunch of murdering assholes with guns, we're gonna send you some mad cows. How do you like that? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. Pete Rose, good guy or bad guy? That's our poll today. <laughs> oh, man, it's almost as good as Jimmy and Danny. Hey. WQAM, hello. Yes, how you doing, Neil? Pretty good. Uh, I got a couple names for your poll. Okay. Uh, Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders, okay. Uh, Stuart Scott. Stuart Scott? Yeah, the guy from uh, Sports Center. Never heard of him. All right, and uh, Martha Stewart. Okay, she's on it. Although I didn't see any, she's supposed to be on there. Did I see any votes for Martha? Maybe we left her off. Maybe you thought Martha Stewart never said it. No, uh, she's fourth on the list here right after O.J., okay? In fact, don't you remember right. the person that faxed it in said Martha Stewart? Oh, yeah. And I made a joke about it, George. Right. Don't you remember that? Is your Alzheimer's kicking in, huh? Yeah. Come on now. Man, too much of that bad weed. <clears throat> You're not a good, good ad for uh, legalization of marijuana. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> you and Norm Kent. Post your children for uh, putting people on death row for it. Dale in Palmetto Bay says, how about Osama bin Laden? Well, that's just it's a little bit... Too Easy. obvious, you know what I'm saying? How about Satan? Yeah. How about Lucifer would be good? Three nominees that every dark-complected person should eat a lot of corn. Believe, uh, what, what does this mean? Three nominees that every dark-complected person should eat a lot of corn before taking the big dump. Do you understand that? No. Oh. Jackson. We got Michael Jackson on there. Oh, Louis Farrakhan. That's no, he's, good. He's talking about Jesse Jackson, I think. Oh, is he? Where they're going with this. Louis uh, Farrakhan. Well, what about Michael Jackson? Isn't he kind of like uh, dark? Well, not anymore. Okay, uh, Jesse Jackson. That would be good. Not until he takes care of his love child, though. I hope he leaves her something good in that will. He and will. Al Sharpton. Now, Al Sharpton is political. Okay, he's running for president. So we said politicians excluded. So let's leave Al off of there. In addition, I'll tell you right now, I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody says because I believe my own opinions. The two Democratic candidates in these debates who made the most sense, who have been the most articulate, and who have conducted themselves brilliantly have been Dennis Kucinich and Al Sharpton. Then Howard Dean, and after that, it's small potatoes. And Wesley Clark, of course, he just laying out, and all of a sudden he's moving up the polls. Where, where did that come from? I don't know. He went from 12% in December to the latest poll that was just taken the other over the weekend. Now he's got 20%. And I'm thinking that maybe the Republicans are succeeding in, in uh, with the help of the media, of course. Oh, well, you know, Howard Dean is unelectable. Plus, of course, the other Democrats just beating, you know, ganging up and beating the crap out of him. What about those records? When are you going to release those records, Governor Dean, Dr. Dean, you know, all, all this other crap? <clears throat> I mean, they're, they're like they're just herniating to try to, like, uh, uh, sidetrack uh, his candidacy. And, and they may just succeed. Now, I will say this. If Wesley Clark turns out to be the guy that uh, can actually beat Bush, I say... Oh, okay. Oh, right, yeah, right. Sure, we'll take him. We'll take it. Even though he hasn't said a damn thing, that makes too much sense to me. He's all over the place. But he did have a Jewish father. Now, you don't think that they're going to play that up if he turns out to be the nominee? Play it up? Yeah. Like play what? it again, Sam. The fact that he had a Jewish father. Even though he did become Catholic when he married his uh, wife. You right. know all those things? Mm -hmm. But what's he going to well, do to play it up? Uh, wear a gold star on his lapel? No, I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about the Republicans, the, the Bush people. 
play up the fact that he uh, is a little, he's got a little Jew in him. Oh. Like Jew Lieberman, see, because they know, everybody knows that Jew Lieberman cost Gore the presidency, even more so than Ralph Nader, but nobody else beside me is going to say it. I've been saying that for months and months and months, for three years now. Nobody else is going to say it, because you just don't say those things. You, know, you don't want to talk about religion. It's just not nice to say that rednecks hate Jews. Oh, rednecks hate Jews. <gasps> yeah. And so do a lot of Schwarzers and a lot of uh, Spicks and a lot of other people. I mean, it's it's popular to hate the Jews, right? It is. Right, George? No, I think that's propaganda on the part of the Jews. <laughs> to obfuscate from all that land stealing that <clears throat> y'all are doing. 5670560. Oh, don't be starting to uh, lump all the Jews in with uh, Ariel Sharon now and all those... Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't. All I those damn constantly. Uh, carpetbaggers over there. Those Zionites. Those lunatics. I, I think Michael Moore's got the right idea. I'll say it again. Let's really arm the Palestinians and the uh, Israelis to the teeth. And then all the fanatics, man, they can all kill each other right. and everybody else live happily ever after. Right, and that fence, build it all the way around that zone. Yeah, so we can be safe. Right. 1213 at 560 WQM, Hallett Pontiac GMC is now Auto City Pontiac GMC of Pinecrest. But you can still expect the same great deals and the great Neal deals and same customer satisfaction that made Hallett so popular for a thousand years. Right now at Auto City of Pinecrest, it's the 2003 blowout sale. All remaining Pontiacs and GMCs in stock get absolutely the best prices. Absolutely. Yes, Auto City is loaded with 2004s. Take advantage of 0% financing on models in stock right now. If you have credit problems, if you want to work at QAM, no problem. Auto City's got an excellent selection of pre-owned cars for you to choose from, even if you used to work at the fan. The new Auto City Pontiac GMC of Pinecrest, you'll find them at 13401 South Dixie Highway. That's US 1 across from the falls. Open every day, seven days a week. If you want more info, just call the Neil Deal hotline, toll free at one triple eight five three four forty two eleven. That's one triple eight five three four forty two eleven. Keep in mind, all offers are subject to credit approval. See the folks at Auto City Pontiac for all the details. Lomberto Perez, Joe Prieto, and the whole staff at the new Auto City Pontiac GMC of Pinecrest wish you and yours a very, very happy New Year for 2004. The new Auto City Pontiac GMC of Pinecrest, you will always find low prices and no high pressure. Live, live and local, we're Sports Radio 560 QAM. Dear me. Oh, Martha Stewart can make an evening gown from paper towels. Cuts up credit cards to line her swimming pool. But according to houseboy Raul, she is downright cruel. And even when she's screaming, man, she from Connecticut. Throwing orgies while she bakes her chocolate chips. She makes collagen for her own lips. Out of onion dips. Martha Stewart, you seem so nice on my TV. But your smile is just a mask so we can't see your once I saw her make an earring out of cottage cheese She'd use a porcupine quilt to do her cross-stitch I'd envy her for being so damn rich But she's such a bitch yeah. Martha Stewart, how come you don't pay off your bills? Scones with bones, she dug up in her own backyard. 
With the leftovers, she built herself a deck. Better watch yourself around that wreck, or she'll snap your neck. In her attic, she remodels using pastries. Where she sits and makes her own designer shirts. Now Martha's getting just desserts. I guess the truth hurts. Speaking of decks, I wonder who's got uh, the bigger deck, Ann Coulter or Martha Stewart? Good question. 1218 at 560 WQAM. Did we uh, put Deion Sanders on there or not? I sent it along. Okay, just relax. Don't get all hyper. I know you've got a lot of, uh, yeah, we got them on. We don't have any votes yet. Either there's Jesse Jackson or uh, Louis Farrakhan. Now, 364, the votes are pouring in, man. There's a lot of a lot of people to dance on their graves in so little time, you know. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM. Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Pretty good. Hey, listen, I was trying to get a hold of you yesterday, and uh, so I don't want to rehash anything uh, that you said, but I know early in the show yesterday you talked about the uh, Sentinel article with the... Um, uh, the Coral Gables Police Department stopping an 11-year-old girl for selling heroin. Right. And uh, as appalling as that article was, because you're, like, you're just reading it, I think, in, in shock, and like, you know, it's just appalling to hear about it. It's just strange to me that they, they mentioned that article that they bought drugs off this 11-year-old girl in October, but yet kept her on the streets for another three months in this bogus war on drugs. They let a, an 11-year-old girl stay on the streets yeah. dealing drugs, and we call that you know, keeping our streets safe. I know that they think they have to build a case, but apparently they have nothing now if they're, if they're going to try to prosecute this woman now. This is a big slap in the face, I think, to the, to the fake war on drugs. But uh, also, you, you mentioned yesterday, you read that article about Bush New, and uh, I, uh, I proudly wear my 9-11 Bush New shirt probably weekly. Good. Um, yeah, I, wear, I wear it to a gym. And, you know, you get the dirty looks, and some people actually inquire, and you give them some information, and some take it, some read it, some don't throw it back in your face. But... Uh, it's something that's uh, got to be done. I'm glad that you do it. But the guy that called this morning and said that uh, you're just rehashing articles that he's already read. Well, good for him. But the point is that uh, he, even... he's full of crap. He yeah. he doesn't even read the uh, weekly reader. That guy. All that guy was was just a just a professional uh, talk show listener groupie. That's all he was. Yeah. He doesn't well, read squat. For, I... for, exa for example, the story that you were just talking about about the 11 year old girl selling the cocaine. I was just checking, and I do it throughout the show all day, every day, checking the CNN website. And that story is on there today. I read the story yesterday morning. It's on there today. Right. It, 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 and it's fine even if it is. And because when you, when you do that, you have a link to your articles, and you can find a whole new website. It's very informative. You can keep on searching the web. It gives you a way to find out. It gives you a way to be informed, and it's a really great thing. And lastly, I picked up a book yesterday, uh, a couple of days ago, actually, the, uh, the Bush Haters Handbook, The Guide to the Most Appalling Presidency in the Last 100 Years. And I forget the author's name right now, but he's a Canadian that said in 2000 to uh, move to New York, took United States citizenship, just so he can right. against Bush. And uh, it's all in alphabetical order through subject matter, and it just looks like a phenomenal read. I'm just starting it now, and I'll let you know how it goes. Beauty. And uh, in closing, I would definitely dance on Ann Coulter's grave. However, I think she's hot. Thanks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, she's hot? Woo, he was doing so good till he got to that. Wow, he can have my portion. Oh, you know what I wanted to play and I haven't played yet today? Is the discomfort of hemorrhoidal tissues making your backside burn for you? Then try Preparation H. Preparation H. It soothes the burn. That's not the one. Use only as directed. That's not the one. No, it didn't sound, uh... Huh? I think that was a real spot. No, it wasn't. 
No, that's one of those bad spots from ACN, but there's one mm. that, with Johnny Cash with a ring of fire. Oh. What the hell, what is it? Do you really need to go? No, that's not it. Suffering from constipation, Metamucil can help. Metamucil. <laughs> that's not it. Is the disc... No, that's not it. Suffering from a burning ring of fire. It burns, burns, burns. The ring of fire. Hope Brian did it first. The ring of fire. Don't let those flames get higher. Use Preparation H. The ring of fire. Lay down some cash for Preparation H. Burns, burns, burns. The ring of fire. Preparation H. The ring of fire. See, it's a quickie. We got so much stuff in the DCS now that you got to start like uh, even refining the way you label them, so you know well side by each. It's incredible. Twelve twenty-three at five sixty WQM. Nick Kristoff, who's a great columnist in the New York Times, writes today the God Gulf. It's about no God. No, I only wish it were. I, you know what I wish? What? I wish that we had a way. I guess I could spend about five grand and take out an ad in like um, newspapers like the USA Today and things like that for our website. Because the only there's only one person in the universe that's Lynn Samuels who used to be our friend but now hates us like poison because of the way we feel about Miss Fudge but uh, and she wants your job but beside that uh, she gives us a link to our website on her on hers and that's it you right. see what I'm saying I know it would be so much more meaningful if uh, we could find a way to get links to our website so that people because most people uh, other than those who are really studious and really into it heavy duty. Most people don't have the time or the inclination or either to like sit around reading the Washington Post and New York Times and 85 uh, things online every day and commondreams.org and Smirk and Chimp and all this other stuff. And we cut it down to like, you know, 15, 20, 30 stories every day. How many? About 30, man. And uh, give them a chance to find all the good stuff there. And yes, of course, all of it's got a viewpoint, but that's the idea. See, it's okay for Newsmax.com to have all of that right-wing crap on there, including articles by the Man Cow, by the way. When I saw that, I thought, mm. Pharrell's never going to last with that. He's a right-wing He's a right -wing nutcase, this Man Cow Muller in Chicago, who does, uh, you know, potty talk, tits and uh, boobs and crap, and uh, right-wing politics. Hey. I, I don't get it. Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, same thing, same crap. So anyway, like I said, I'm just thinking out loud. I wish there were a way for us to get more links to out loud. Uh, out loud, Bill. Um, I'm telling you, it's Tesh. His name is not Bill Tesh. Bill Tesh out is the guy, the guy, the piano player, that the screamer. Bill Tesh. Maybe Bill Tush. Tech. Something like that. Drek. Bill Drek. Anyway, Nick Kristoff writes the God Gulf, and now I back myself into a cry. I got time. It's short. Religion may preach. Peace and tolerance, yet it's hard to think of anything that, because of human malpractice, has been more linked to violence and malice around the world. And now as we enter a new campaign year, it's time to brace ourselves for a new round of religious warfare and hypocrisy at home. America is riven today by a god gulf of distrust, dividing church-going Republicans from relatively secular Democrats. A, great new, uh, a new great awakening is sweeping the country, with Americans increasingly telling pollsters that they believe in prayer and miracles, while only 28% say they believe in evolution. All this is good news for Bush Republicans who are in tune with heartland religious values and bad news for Dean Democrats who don't know John from Job. So expect Republicans to wage religious warfare by trotting out God as the new elephant in the race and some Democrats to respond with hypocrisy by affecting deep religious convictions. This campaign could up as, end up as a tug-of-war over Jesus. Over the holidays, Vice President Dick Cheney's Christmas card symbolized all that troubles me about the way politicians treat faith. 
not as a source for spiritual improvement, but as a pedestal to strut on. Mr. Cheney's card is dominated by a quotation by Benjamin Franklin, and if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, is it probable that an empire can rise without his aid? It's hard not to see that as a boast that the U.S. has become the global superpower because God is on our side, an empire suggests Iraq. Is Mr. Cheney contending that in the dispute over the latest Gulf War, God was pulling for the White House and fulminating at Democrats and others in Beelzebub's camp? Moreover, Mr. Cheney's card wrenches Ben Franklin's quotation from its context and upends the humility that Franklin stood for. If you read the full speeches Franklin gave to the Constitutional Convention, including the one with the sparrow line, you see that Franklin isn't bragging that God is behind him, but rather the opposite, warning that the framers face so many difficulties they need all the help they can get, including prayer. Meanwhile, Howard Dean is grasping for faith in a way that's just as tasteless as Mr. Cheney's Christmas card, Dr. Dean bragged to reporters that he knows as much about the Bible and proceeded to say that his favorite New Testament book is Job. Anyone who cites Job as a New Testament book should be schooled not just for religious phoniness, but also for appalling ignorance of Western civilization on a par with Mr. Bush's calling Greeks Grecians. After talking to Mr. Bush's longtime acquaintances, I'm convinced that his religious convictions are deeply felt and fairly typical in the U.S. Mr. Bush says the jury is still out on evolution, but he also has said that it does, he doesn't take every word in the Bible as literally true. To me, nonetheless, it seems hypocritical of Mr. Bush to claim, as he did in the last campaign, that Jesus is his favorite philosopher and then to finance tax breaks for the rich by cutting services for the poor. If Dr. Dean should read up on Job, Mr. Bush should take a look at the Sermon on the Mount. With Karl Rove's help, Mr. Bush has managed a careful balance, maintaining good ties with the Christian right without doing so publicly enough to terrify other voters. For example, Mr. Bush doesn't refer in his speeches to Jesus or Christ, but he sends reassuring messages to fellow evangelicals in code, wonder-working power in a State of the Union address last year alluded to a hymn. Republicans are in trouble when the debate moves to the issues because their policies often favor a wealthy elite, but they have the advantage when voters choose based on values, for here Republicans are populist and Democrats more elitist. As we move into the religious wars, I wish we could recall how Abe Lincoln achieved moral clarity without moral sanctimony. Though often criticized for not being religious enough, Lincoln managed both the key kinds of uh, morality in personal behavior, which conservatives care about, and in seeking social justice, which liberals focus on. To me, each seems incomplete without the other. Or there's the real Ben Franklin, not the one counterfeited by Mr. Cheney, who warned each of the framers of the Constitution to doubt a little of his own infallibility. That would be a useful text for Mr. Cheney's Christmas card next year. Nick Kristoff in today's New York Times. Oh, God. Exactly. 28 past noon. As a matter of fact, I was uh, reading last night one of the pieces about uh, Dr. Dean and the fact that uh, once once the campaign starts, if he gets the nomination, then he's going to start Jesus it up pretty good. You know, he's going to start, especially in the South, where you have to play the Jesus oh, card. Oh Jesus yeah, Jesus Christ. Right. Got to bring in the old uh, Christmeister. Yeah, boy. 29 past noon. If you look in the mirror and say, Jesus Christ, am I getting fat, huh? Well, here's the answer for the New Year's here in time to start really making your New Year's resolution stick this year with a low-carb diet. That's what just about everybody's doing. Like I said, Atkins is everywhere, even on your toilet. And the place, or maybe in it. And the place to start is the Lights of West Boca, your low-carb superstore, whether you're on the Atkins, the Scatkins, the Sugar Busters, South Beach, or any low-carb, sugar-free diet. Join the thousands and thousands of South Floridians who made the Lights of West Boca their headquarters and the number one low-carb store in America. And for good reason, because they've got over a thousand low-carb products for, uh, for you to choose from. Like I said, including breads and bagels, cookies, crackers, chips, brownies, chocolates, ice cream, pasta, sauces, ketchup, cheesecakes, and lots more. They offer the widest selection. They're open every day, seven days a week from 10 till 10. You can always sample anything in the store before you buy it. They've got a friendly staff that knows dieting inside and out, and they carry the most complete line of Atkin brand products that are on sale all day, every day. 
You know the low-carb diet is rated number one, so head for the number one low-carb sugar-free store in the world, Delights of West Boca on the northeast corner of Glades and 441 right next to Boston Market, or call them toll-free at 1-877-LOW-CARB. That's L-O-W-C-A-R-B. Or on the web, it's lowcarb.com. There's only one Delights of West Boca, and it's your official Atkins Retail Center, and he's singing a different tune these days. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Doi, 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 doi. I miss it so boring. What's better than a live radio show every morning on TV? Well, just about anything. But that hasn't stopped MSNBC from teaming up with radio's original bad boy, who now looks like a nasty old lady. Listen, Bernie. Imus. Tell that intern this coffee sucks. <laughs> yes, every morning, see Imus listen to a tape of other people's comedy bits, live on the air. I need a hammer to bite into this muffin. Yes, somebody give me a fresh one, please. Thank you. See his wild behind-the-scenes addicts. <laughs> hey, listen to me, stupid. I am the Iman. You are the walrus cuckoo cachoo. Now get me some fresh copy of your fire. Imus, he's irreverent. So, uh, what's the deal with the Pope? He's topical. So, uh, what's the deal with this Watergate race? He's incoherent. I'll tell you what, that, uh, is it government president? What, what the hell is it? I don't know. He's Imus and he's boring. And he's only on MSNBC, a cable channel nobody watches, and a bunch of AM radio stations nobody listens to. And when somebody gets some fresh jingle, it's Imus. Somebody suggested Don Imus for our poll today. If somebody would like to dance on their grave, I think we'll put him on there. But the only problem is, I think we we missed the funeral. Right. I think it was a long time ago. Now, this thing that Eric just uh, sent me that he emailed me about the results of our first uh, polls. About thirty, man. First thirty polls on our website. Uh, I don't get it. The first one says total zero. Demographic poll zero. Okay, I don't I don't get it because I didn't get it. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, no, I got the list here, but one total zero demographic pool, demo pool. So maybe it just didn't work or uh, we were having technical mm. problems. I don't know. That must have been a little bit deflating, don't you think? Second pool, we had 374, and since we had 401 in the first hour today, we, I was right. We actually topped uh, in one hour the whole first pool that we took in a whole day. Ready for that? I'm ready. Uh, the third pool, we had a total of 44 votes. <laughs> the fourth one, 374. The fifth poll, 62 votes. This is amazing. Now, when would that have been? When did we start? To, when did we finally get the computer and the whole thing with the internet? Weren't we upstairs already uh, by that time, on the third floor? Maybe. Or not. I'm trying to think back. I mean, we had the website and everything, but as far as taking polls, the I main thing I listened, I, I remember about the second floor, besides the whammy crap and Fat uh, Joe and all the other crap, was uh, the fact that phones weren't working most of the time, and I didn't even know it. Right. Thanks a lot, Greg. That's another reason people are voting that they'd like to dance on your grave. Mr. Technical Disaster. The master of disaster. Greg Reed. The first time we actually had over five, over uh, 400 votes was our sixth poll. We had 564. And then 409. Beach Boys like that one. 386, 419, 517. And then it goes on. But uh, never came close. Uh, let's see. 30th poll. It took us several About 30, man. to get to over 700, 743 votes in our 30th poll. You remember the Alien days in those polls? Oh, Maybe yeah, the, the salad we'll days. Ever, we'll ever duplicate that. No. Bring back Alien again, what do you say? All right. Come on. Come back for a happy meal, Alien. We need you back, kid. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Well, well-known living person's grave would you love to dance on, politicians excluded. WQAM. Hi, morning. Yep. Yes, sir. Good, good evening to you. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask, uh, the, the results were pretty close on that uh, poll in the morning. Did Eric check the hanging chats? 
Now, we got that judge in Palm Beach who's looking at him right now. He's holding him up to the sky. Google that. Um, good. Got a, um, uh, another suggestion for your poll. Uh, Tammy Faye and Jim Baker. Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Well, uh, we got only five. I say Tammy Faye. All right. I, I, I volunteer to drown her in holy water and throw her off the Tallahassee Bridge if you'd like me to. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Pally. Okay, welcome back. Now, Bye. which last name are we using? Tammy Faye Baker. Nobody knows the other names. Tammy Faye Baker, who, of course, the fags have bought into her real quick. You know you know what that reminds me of? That would be like if Anita Bryant came back to Dade County next week, and all yeah. of a sudden Bob Kunst and a bunch of other fags uh, were running around, oh, Anita, she, she's changed her way. She loves the fags. Uh, come on. Only simpletons like uh, Miss, Miss uh, what's your name, Carlos sitting out there, freaky Carlos at the front desk, only simpleton fags like her are into Tammy Faye Baker. But then again, he's into Susan Coochie Coochie. My last name is Lucci, too. Whose daughter plays Gwen on Passions, by the way, and has got a honker the size of Yonkers. Makes Barry Manilow uh, look like, uh, huh? Just like Mama. Makes Barry Manilow look like Michael Jackson. Boy. Gwen on Passions. Anyway, nothing much has happened on Passions. Uh, what's her name? Sheridan's back in the loony bin. She's got the straitjacket. Not as fashionable as the one that W's got on if you look on our website. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love the groin That is straps. so beautiful. I want to tell you seriously, anything we've ever had on there, and I don't want to demean. Now, who sent us that? Can we give credit to somebody? Uh, let me go look at the original email. Please do. I'd like to thank whoever the hell sent us that thing, because that, that is magnifico. I mean, the other one, you know, the, the W thing, the countdown, the weapons of mass destruction search countdown, that's great. And actually, the time actually continues. Uh, it's really uh, ticking along. And the, the, the lips move as he's saying all, all of these things. But this one, it's got the buttons. It's it's like uh, like having your own little playpen right there on your PC. Danny. Who is it? Dan, Danny, if I'm not mistaken. Thanks a lot, Danny boy. You're the best. WQAM, hello. QAM. Sounds really dead to me. QAM on line one, which keeps... See, line one is never there. Now, why is that? I realize when you're doing screenless, a lot of times right. it chops off real quick. Well, just, uh, you know, wait till it starts ringing, then pick it up. Maybe uh, they just keep hanging up. They just keep getting tired and hanging up. They're getting tired? And the timing is off. Hey, I'll tell you one thing. It's 1238. Before you know it, it's going to be 1 o'clock, and then the pressure will be not on this end, man. It'll be on your end. It'll be on the audience end of 1 to 2 hour. I don't mean you. I mean on... Uh, WQM line one. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Pretty good. Um, did you see Tim Russert's uh, show Sunday? No, I did not. Well, you mean eat, what, eat the press? Well, no, one of the most amazing statistics, and, and this is just to show you the hopelessness that this country is in. A significant majority, he had the, the Gore states up versus the Bush states. And, you know, the map is one's red right. and one's blue. In every... Bush state, a significant majority of people want a deeply religious president, whereas in, Boy. Where right. in, in, and in the Gore states, it was just the opposite. Well, again, we see the, the word to use is redneck. All of those redneck states, the, the red states, those are the states that Bush won. And the only one that he, that wasn't totally a redneck state, Florida, which at least has South Florida, uh, he stole. That, that's the only one that wasn't the redneck state that went in his column. You name me any other state that Bush won that isn't the redneck state, and I'll give you $50 million. Well, it, it's true, but the, the actual... Now, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, did you ever see this kind of religious fervor? In, well, it, in it, star, it, started, it started with Reagan. Reagan was the hero of the God Squad. He's the one, you know, the far right and the God Squad, the whole deal. Uh, it started with him, and now it's just uh, escalating. Of course, that's why they were so... 
fooling at the mouth to get Clinton out of there and did the whole Monica thing and tried everything under the sun to get him out of office because he was uh, interrupting their agenda. But have you ever have you ever seen it so blatant since Reagan, where they just come out and say the hell with church and state, the, you know, no. we don't want separation, it, it, founding fathers? I mean, and all the, the, fact, the fact that you got that uh, Jesus uh, jail there in Florida, what does that tell you? Uh, that's why there's absolutely no hope. Well, I'll see you at the border, man. Thanks, man. Okay. It's a three-hour wait there at the border, but it's well worth waiting for. Bring a good book. In fact, he inspired me to that Carl Hyacin column in the Tallahassee Democrat. Welcome to the Big House of Prayer. And and and, people, I guess there are a lot of people just, oh yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> it's 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 not mandatory. It's optional. Our tax dollars are paying for it. No, come on. He wouldn't do that, would he? Yes. Oh. Like choose life bumper stickers that raise money for right. That's religious right. groups. Because it's a goyish Welt, as they say in China. Make no mistake like about it. Oh, and speaking of money. China, did you see what they're doing with those civet cats? Me. Now, you know what an animal lover I am. And I'm not saying I love civet cats because they're like... Uh, they're not cats. I know that. They're like a cross between a raccoon and a rat. They're muscolids, like, uh, like skunks. Well, well whatever the hell they are. But the fact of the matter is they're still living things, okay? Yes. And they've got these 10,000 of them. Do you know how they get rid of them? Uh, wood chipper? They, they spray them, they drown them in disinfectant, and then they send them to be incinerated. They have them in these little cages that they... In fact, some of them, they got a whole bunch of them in these little tiny cages... Yeah. yeah. What what is that? I don't want to say that all Chinese are barbarians, but uh That's the F in Chinese way. Is that the F in Chinese way? Yeah. Well remember like when they cook dog? Right. They have to butcher it right there. And, uh, an important part of the flavor is that you gotta stress the animal before you kill it, so you have to kill it in a painful way. You have right to stress it? Why is that? Uh they believe that it makes it tastier. Oh, the adrenaline, no. The adrenaline release. I thought it. that's the opposite of what you want. I thought that uh, that's why we like range-free uh, chicken and, uh, no, you know. So they smack the dog around a little bit before they serve, before they kill it and serve it up. Well, geez, how come you tell me now, like a year or two well, late? Uh, 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 and local, this is Sports Radio 560. Gang rape is funny. Coming soon to a cinema near you. It's the greatest romantic comedy in the history of film. Hugh Grant is a fumbling twist. Well, if I may, I, I, I hope I'm not being too forward. That is to say... The that, London well, Times says a fumbling I... twist is so lifelike that no more film should ever be made, as they would only pale in comparison to this brilliant piece of twit-headed typecasting. If I may be so bold as to ask you, and I understand that I'm tired of traffic by standing here in the middle of the street, but... I... Very much like to ask you if you see only one Hugh Grant movie this year, then you certainly won't need to see this one because he's playing the exact same twitty plays in all his movies. See, I'm glad that you agreed to have dinner with me, and well, there's something I've been meaning to. Well, that is to say, I find you to be quite fetching. And you think Elizabeth well, Hurley left him because of that whole Divine Brown deal? No. She left him because Hugh Grant is a fumbling twit. Now playing in selected cities. I do rather hope you'll come to see me in a fumbling twit. That is to say, if you don't mind my being somewhat cheeky... Oh, for the love of God, would you shut up? Oh, well, all right then, I suppose. I want to apologize to myself. The other day when we did the poll about the most overrated uh, famous people in the world, Hugh Grant should have been way up there on the Ooh. list. We didn't even put him on there, right? Out of sight, out of mind. I mean, you talk about a media invention, a media creation, a hype job. This man, you can't complain about his talent. He doesn't have any. Does he look good? No. Can he act? No. Is he interesting? No. He is uh, just another British pile of crap. He is garbage on two legs. 
You know, I'd be curious uh, from Eric to find out the dates. I'm sure he's got it. I don't want to like over. I had 33 bedtime stories that I lumped him with uh, overnight and this morning. Sorry, Eric, but there's a lot of good stuff on there. But these uh, first 30 polls that we took, the first. About 30, man. I'd, like, I'd love to know what the dates were of those. Don't you think that might be somewhat interesting? Okay. Well, for example, right now we got 435 votes in an hour and a half, uh, hour and 45 minutes on this second poll. We did what 401 on the first one? That's like we'll do over a thousand votes today and, and during the show. I think we'll break the all-time record. I don't think even during Alien we did over a thousand during the show. I just mentioned those things in passing. Not that the audience really cares, but it sure kills some good time. A lot of numbers, man. Give the time and the temp. It's an old radio trick. And the ratings. And the, and the ratings. Oh, we don't want to give those. <laughs> I, listen, oh. that's a great idea. Since we eliminated the one to two comedy bits hour in 2004, how about we don't give the ratings no more? At least not the uh, fall book. Now, we we got to do it. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. We've always given them whether they're good, they're bad, and different. we don't lie about the ratings. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Some people on here, they make up stories. Some people who don't even show up in the ratings Absolutely. make uh, up stories. Mr. Ego, people like that. I'm one Eskimo Housewives. Right. Anyway, Carl Hyacin writes, welcome to the big house of prayer in the Tallahassee Democrat. I can't think of a better place to reflect on the awesome love of our Lord Jesus than here at Lawley Correctional. God bless you, Governor Jeb Bush said in a Christmas Eve address to inmates at the nation's first faith-based prison in North Florida. Let us pray. Yea, though we hustle through the valley of death, we offer thanks for the bounty of faith to be found here at the Lawley Correctional Facility. Lord, look down with mercy upon us, for we've committed multiple felonies and misdemeanors that are grievous in your eyes, and also in the eyes of the judges and juries who sent us here. Armed with lethal weapons, we've entered liquor stores, pawn shops, and late-night establishments of convenience, and from those premises we have taken cash, lottery tickets, and merchandise. At no time, Lord, did we return to justly compensate the proprietors. Yea, and with only a screwdriver, we have hot-wired late-model automobiles to which we did not hold title and shamelessly bartered them to other centers who chopped them up for parts. Through open windows and unlocked sliding doors, we passed into the dwellings of strangers from which we removed plasma TVs, DVD players, CD burners, jewelry, rare coins, and sterling silver flatware that did not lawfully belong to us. Lo, we have snatched purses from women to whom we were not related, and from those handbags we have lifted credit cards, and upon those credit cards we have charged numerous expensive items for which we had no intention of paying. Likewise, we've written checks for various goods and services, knowing verily that there were insufficient funds in our accounts or that those accounts themselves had long ago been closed. In moments of weakness, we have poisoned our bodies with alcohol and at the slightest provocation began to smite those around us with Budweiser bottles, bar stools, pool cues, or heavy ceramic ashtrays. And yes, Lord, some of us have in times of moral debasement reached for a knife or a firearm and used it to assault another person in a most aggravated way. In our shamed hearts, we realize there's no biblical justification for such behavior, even if the person whom we assaulted had coarsely insulted our mother, commented inappropriately on our wife's choice of swimwear, or stolen a baggie of crystal meth from our bedroom closet. Confronted with our wrongdoings, some of us have spoken falsely, resisted arrest, and even committed battery upon law enforcement officers, showing not only disrespect for authority, but a glaring absence of common sense. Lord, we cannot blame you for being rather skeptical of our newfound faith, for so many brothers and sisters in the prison system have claimed to embrace you before. It's true that in the past, some of us did not turn to you until late in the plea bargaining process, and only then a, laugh a laughably transparent attempt to convince prosecutors that we'd found spiritual redemption. Others of us waited till our final request for a new trial was rejected by the appellate courts, and we were hence abandoned by our attorneys. Still others of us welcomed you only in the days approaching our first parole hearing, during which we memorized numerous verses of Scripture and extolled your virtues to all within earshot. Sadly, after our request for an early release was denied, we somehow mislaid our faith 
and return to the blaspheming, gambling, fighting, and occasional drug use that's endemic to the penal life. However, we humbly beseech you to set aside your doubts and suspicions about our sudden piety. This time it's different. This time we're going to stick with the program. It's true that Lawley is the first faith-based prison in the country, but ask yourself, Lord, could this experiment really do any worse at rehabilitating criminals than regular prisons do? As Governor Bush noted, almost four out of ten inmates released from institutions in Florida get sent back some day. With your help and blessing, will labor righteously to reduce this appalling rate of recidivism. As there are 26 religions represented here at Lawley, we've made this prayer generic enough to include all our inmates. Although we occasionally debate your attitude toward crime and punishment, with one voice we beg you to understand that we're not all incorrigible, despite the embarrassing lengths of our rap sheets. In closing, Lord, withhold your holy adjudication for the time being. To quote from the book of Rayford, patience is a virtue, as if we had a choice. That's, <laughs> That's pretty cute. Carl Hyacin from the Miami Herald, he writes that in the Tallahassee Democrat. Boy, it's nine minutes till one, man. It's going to be pretty exciting, you know what? That's that? another date. That's another date. I don't know if we'd be able to find that. We have to just do it by memory. Try to remember when we started that got awful one to two, uh, that very enjoyable one to two comedy bits hour? About a year, I'd say. Now, what was the rationale for that? There was some special reason why I did it. Uh, I don't know. Something was going on. There was something going on one day, and I felt it was right. inappropriate. I don't, I don't know what it was. There was something that we didn't want to, was it like around 9-11-ish time or something? Not sure. Because we've been doing that a long time. Maybe somebody in the audience would remember. Somebody doesn't have their Alzheimer's kicking in yet. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, this uh, uh, Neil Rogers. Speaking. Call from Homestead. What is it? What did he say? Calling from Homestead. Hello. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, let's go to Homestead. Hello. Got a couple comments. Go right ahead. One on uh, yesterday, I overheard uh, on uh, on on uh, uh, Phil Henry. Yeah. He refer, uh, he sidestepped the comment when I was listening to the show from a caller. He said, uh, "What's going on? And what what do you changed your uh, show? You become a little more to the right." He goes, "No, I haven't. Because I want to become more. I've always been a Franklin uh, Theodore Franklin type of Democrat." That's Theodore, what Theodore, Theodore, Theodore Roosevelt. What's that? Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. No, First no. Of all, Theodore, Theodore no, Roosevelt. Franklin was, Roosevelt. Oh, Franklin Rosen, Democrat? Yes, that's what Well, that's what your ties right in with now, Bush. Every time I think about Reagan himself. and Bush, I think of Franklin Roosevelt. Well, yeah. that's what that's what uh, uh, Henry's passing himself off as. And, and my closing comment is, I was kind of appalled and shocked being Hispanic, especially over the holidays, um, on Clear Channel. I, this was incredible to hear. This is the most, they, uh, some kind of survey that they took of the most, this light Christmas song, and it was astonishing to hear, uh, it was uh, Jose Feliciano's. Yeah, I remember seeing that. I don't understand that. I thought it was yes. great. Yes, that was incredible. That goes back earlier to that one like what's going on in America today. I, I think it's conservative white America right now going through and right now acknowledging the fact of all the ills and wrongs, of, and that's part of it, too. All, the ills, and wrongs of, to all the ills and wrongs of what? Well... They, you know, of, of minorities and everything else. And uh, hearing that on Clear Channel, especially to say that, was just amazing. Yeah. But well, at any rate, there, you have a good there, day, sir. Okay, thank you so much. If there's an antichrist, he sure works at Clear Channel today. I think his name is Pete Bolger. I could be wrong, but I'm not. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, you know something? How come we didn't put him on there? Uh, cause no, no, no. 
Pete Bolger. Get okay. him on there right sure. now. Just for the radio people. You'll see. He'll get some votes just as an outlet for uh, some people's anger and fury and frustration and psychosis over the way he lied to them and screwed them and stabbed them in the back and ruined their lives. See, this is, I, I realize we're past the holidays, but, you know, all that holiday bull crap about you're supposed to be nice to everybody this time of the year and all this other crap. Let me say this to you, seriously. Those people who think that we pick on Mo too much or that it's uh, ponderous or, or whatever, there's no shtick involved there. This is an evil, evil, evil some bitch. Okay, is what it is. It's one thing if you want to rip somebody else, you think their show sucks or uh, make fun of the way they dress or their bad wig. But when you're trying to get people fired, when you're screwing with other people's lives, there are few things in the world other than phys actual physical harm. There are few things that exist that are lower than that. That's the kind of scum that we're dealing with there. That is kind of like physical harm, actually. It's even worse because physical harm you can recover from all depending on how bad it is. Right. You get a bruise, you get a bump. But if somebody screws with your life and gets you fired and you and your whole family are out on the beach and uh, your whole life is turned upside down, and this is the kind of crap that this man has pulled behind the scenes practically from day one, the day he walked his ugly, smelly, uh, uh, bag-laden ass into that building. So if there's anybody out there, I don't care if we get a point one share. I don't care if all the Mo people get the diaries in every goddamn rating book from now until I retire. I don't give a crap. Play all the games you want with your freaking diaries because it still doesn't make him anything but a big old tub of crap. Live and local. This is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. The one to two hour. Welcome back to the highly rated and Mo Howard and David the show, according to my extravagations. Okay, stupid, where were we? We were doing this. Oh, oh, you were doing that to me. Oh, yeah, sorry, Mo. That's better. Oh, wrong day. Hey, I didn't say you could say that yet. Okay. Oh, wrong day. Now you. Oh, wrong day, Gatsby. Not that's it. Not on my watch, you punk. Orande. Hey, ease up, will you? What's with the kung fu grip? Sorry, Mo. And we got one of our three very important callers on the line here. WQAM, what do you want? Come on, come on, spit it out. I can't understand the goddamn thing you're saying. What are you doing? I'm playing with my Mary Coker, Mollhead doll. Oh, that's quite understandable. Why, I sometimes... Help me out. Huh? Help me out. Go ahead, Guilty. Help me out. You got me going now. Almost there. Say Orande. 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 Master. Orande. 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 Oh, Lindo Murray! Look at that. I got it all over my wig. Okay, this is record-breaking. It's 1 o'clock. This is the first time in a coon's age we aren't doing our Wednesday comedy bits hour. Am I right about that or not? Yes, yeah, first time in a long time. Or maybe not. It seems to me that one day we did it on a Thursday. Was there a reason for that? Was it a holiday or something? Maybe that was it. I tried to something forget all like about that. the holidays. Anyway, we got 471 votes on here, which means we got 872 counting that first hour when they voted down our comedy bits hour. Politicians excluded. What well-known living person's grave would you love to dance on? Rush Limbaugh, man, you can't touch Rush. 
130. You can sniff it, but you can't touch it. You got a bottle, you can touch him. O.J. Simpson, 75. Ann Coulter, 47. Mo Howard David at 39. Absolutely. Walking turd. Pat Robertson, 35. Jerry Falwell, 28. Rosie O'Donnell, 21. Bill O'Reilly, 17. Greg Reed, 11. Nice goal. Well deserved, too, by the way, Greg. See, one of the things... See, I'm going to get started. I'm going to get myself worked up and get started on all this crap. Because the, the stuff that goes on at WQM could never possibly have been allowed to go on if it weren't for absolutely inept management. Totally inept. How could you allow somebody to get away with the kind of crap that's gone on there day after day after day for like the last year and a half? Nobody in, their, nobody in their right mind. Now, that's not it. That's not it. Anyway, Greg Reed, 11, Michael Jackson, 11. Rick Sanchez, 10. I told you he'd move up that list. Louis Farrakhan, 9. Mike Tyson, 8. Mike Tyson. Roseanne Barr's got five. Howard Sperm, five. Ollie North, four. Martha Stewart, four. Larry King's only got three, and after that, it's like ones and twos. Little teeny tiny numbers. Now comes the moment of truth, boys and girls. They wanted the one to two hour. They wanted the Schmidt can at the Comedy Bits hour. Now let's see what kind of sensational stuff we get on the phone, right? Right. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Mad Dog at two. All right. Booster for the ailing Humper at four this afternoon. And then we got Hurricane basketball tonight. Well, pregame six forty five. Hurricanes at North Carolina seven o'clock. Followed by Eddie K and Joe and Mark in the dark. WQAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Did you put yourself on there? No. You want me to put, uh, put myself on there? Yeah. Would you like to dance on my grave? Sure. Okay, well, put on your tap shoes, man. It could be any day. Okay, let's put me on there, okay? That was our first call, by the way, in the new improved Wednesday 1 to 2 hour. Let's dance on Neil's grave. Although he is listening. Thank you for listening, by the way, to the Neil Rogers Show, the once very popular Neil Rogers Show. 5670560, pound 560, and woe is me. By the way, Clarence, uh, payday's Friday this, uh, this week, the 9th. I just mentioned that in passing. Do your job, Clarence. Get those checks in the mail. Get everything all straightened out, and then go back in and hang out with the beast under the table. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, what about Savage Nation? Michael Savage. Yes. Get him on there. Dave Van Boren. <laughs> Michael Savage, you got it? Got it. Okay. He's an asshole, man. He's obnoxious. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. WQAM, hello. You're such a bush. WQAM, hello. We well, he got you, boy. You're such a yeah. bush. Yeah. QAM, hello. You miserable. WQAM, hello. How you doing, Uncle Neil? Okay, sir. Yeah, you know what you could do instead of the uh, comedy bits hour, make it bedtime hour. I would enjoy it. I don't get that chance to read that much of the papers, although yeah. I get the New York Times, but a lot of the stuff that you put on the website, I can't possibly find anywhere. No, I'd rather intersperse it like I'm doing today, you know, like through the show. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, a... that's a good thing, because, like, sometimes people can't get all of the things that you find, and I appreciate the time that you take to do that, because I'd honestly say that 70% of uh, Americans are pretty dumb that they don't even pick up a newspaper or find out you're, what's you're going being, on. You're being very kind, man, very kind. Well, it's funny. What would you say? At age 30, people stop reading? Or before that? I don't think Americans read, period. I think uh, when you look at the number of people actually buy a book or read it, the only young people, the only books they read generally are you know, the ones they're forced to read for class in uh, high school or college. Other than that, people don't read books. They don't read newspapers. Look at, 
I hate, I hate to sound like an old fogey, although I am, but when we were young and growing up, look at all the newspapers that have gone out of business since then. It was, uh, any, any major city had a half a dozen newspapers. Now you're lucky to have a couple. Oh, I remember when I used to live in New York. I used to have right. the uh, nine hour of the Daily News. You used to have all these other papers, the Tribune, the Mirror, all of this. Right. And I'm That's only right. going to turn half a century this year, but I still remember all of those. Yeah, nobody reads newspapers anymore. But, Uncle Neil, I want to thank you, and I just want to say 25 to 30 on the Atkins, and I thank you for helping me learn that. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, pal. Keep it up. Bye. Dr. Bob is singing a different tune now. 5670560. Oh, I'll tell you one thing. You can't complain about the copy we get from our sales department at QM because, generally speaking, we don't get any. They are something. They are really quite a bunch. By the way, Bob Eisenberg left in case you missed the show yesterday. Bob Eisenberg is gone. He's gone off to seek his fortune on that yellow brick road. Don't trip and fall, Bob. Look what happened to that other Bob. Uh-oh. Too late now. WQM, hello. Hi, it's John at Homestead. Yes, sir. I'd like to talk to Neil. Speaking. Neil, how are you? I'm doing good, John. Hey, Leon Redbone. Remember him? Vaguely. Singer. Yeah. Well, right. no, he's, okay. He, check this out. He's going to be down at the Homestead Arts Festival this Friday night. I'm just Leon wondering how Redbone? Old, Leon, I swear to God, Leon oh. Redbone. I'm just wondering how old this guy is. About 90. Oh, yeah. I, I just can't picture him coming down to the Homestead Arts and Arts Festival this Friday night. Well, I wish to hell I was going to be there, man. I better uh, rush right on down. <laughs> hey, Neil, you have a great show. Thanks a lot, Pally. Have a great day. Leon Redbone, you going to go catch that? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's go see. Let's all go see the old Redbone. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Wireless Line. By the way, this uh, bitch in Ohio with the big earrings, those uh, hoop earrings that tried to claim the $162 million. Yeah. I'm not talking about this very... Oh, and you know, the lady that won it, have you seen her, Rebecca? Mm-hmm. She's a sweetheart. She seems really like um, right. a, a nice lady. And her husband, well, I don't want to get into it, but he, I mean, you know, there must be something there that doesn't meet the eye, you know? Yeah. What I do mean, we know? He's like one step above uh, Gilbert. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wow, he's about like that. But maybe he's a loving, wonderful, devoted right. father and husband. And, uh, you know, hey, now that he's uh, got the money, he's probably dumped his ass real quick. Five, six, seven. Oh, there's the phony one. Hesitate when she wrote down how she came up with the numbers. One was a birth date, apparently another an age. Now, the report also notes that Battle broke down and cried and also says that she gave the time of buying the lottery ticket between 5 and 7 o'clock. Uh, that evening, December 3rd. Right. The best news of all is that she uh, may very well face criminal charges Good. for fraud, which I Good. say is all right. excellent. Who the hell are you kidding, honey? Nice try, though. you yeah. got to hand it to her. Nice try. No. You're just jealous. You're just jealous. You didn't have a chance to uh, fraudulently try to grab uh, When has that minutes. ever worked? I I don't know. I bet you somewhere along the line it's worked at least temporarily until they caught on to somebody. I, I, that vaguely cool. seems to me that we've had people scam uh, lotteries like that. Uh, okay. I bought the ticket. It was me. Yeah, and I, I got news to you. I got snow. news for you. I'm a hell of a lot closer than you are. I bought it. Okay. <laughs> I'm the one with the power of balls, baby. Don't ever forget it. Now, let's take some of these calls. This is a big hour. WQM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. What's going on, dude? How you doing? I'm fine. Um, let me ask you a question. You're Patriots. Who do you think, because you know they're going to the Super Bowl, who do you think they're going to play no, in the well, Super Bowl? Why do, you, why do you say that? Because they're they gotta so play. They gotta play freaking. See, when you get a buy like that, you're supposed to be able to play the team like the Sisters of the Blind, and they wind up with a bad luck of having to play Tennessee Saturday. That's that's not uh, any pushover, man. That's going to be a tough game. Not a pushover, but you know they can win that game. I hope. Old good old Tommy Brady can win that game. Who do you think they're going to play in the NFC then? Who's who they're going to play against? 
Yes, and the Super Bowl. I think uh, maybe uh, Green Bay. Green Bay, huh? Because Green God Bay. is up there, uh, you know, Brett Favre's father is up there in the sky looking down on the whole thing. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, the guy's grave I want to dance on is the big O, because he thinks <laughs> that he knows everything. Because he hangs out in the locker room after all the games. He, he doesn't know anything. I mean, he's not a bad guy, but he knows nothing about sports, the big oh. Nothing, zero. But he thinks he knows everything because he hangs out in the locker room. Right. And, well. and, one, and one more guy, the guy who does the commercial for that Italian restaurant, that's Bruschetta. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, I, I Bruce, have been biting, if you know how long I've been biting my tongue, I think that's a trade-out, isn't it, George? I mean, I'm sure the restaurant is fine, but pretend. that guy is just uh, brutal. That commercial's brutal. Neil, I love you very much. Bye-bye. Have a great day, amigo. Go uh, Pats. Boy, if the Patriots win the Super Bowl again, which it's a tough assignment having to play the Titans, but if they should and Tommy Brady wins two uh, rings in, uh, oh, boy, the Dolphin fans. See, because they used to be it was the Jets, and, of course, now the Jets are weak sisters. They suck anyway, so that's not a big rivalry as much as it used to be because the Jets just plain suck. But the Patriots, uh-oh, uh-oh. The great hatred, the grand, it's all jealousy. That's what it's all about. That's why assholes like Moe and Gildy, oh, well, they've been awful lucky this year. The Patriots have sure been awful lucky. Yeah, when you win the last 12 in a row and you go 14 and 2, you sure have been very, very lucky, you know? Did he tuck it? Did he cock it? Did he stick it? All of that crap from the Super Bowl year. And now this year, well, they've been very, very lucky. As opposed to having a little bit of class and giving credit to somebody else who did a hell of a job, you know? Can't do it. That's the whole dolphin uh, syndrome. Everybody else sucks. We're great, but we just, uh, we got problems. Five six seven oh five. Are we cursed down here, man? I think sometimes we're cursed. Don't let me forget Robert Shear. Don't forget Robert Shear. Lord knows what Robertson wants from the L.A. Times. Robert Shear is so good, man. I'll tell you one thing about the good columnists; they're always good, like Molly Ivins and mm-hmm. Maureen Dowd. The great columnists are always great, and the people that write garbage, like Tom Friedman, they're always garbage. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, you mentioned Canada. Um, earlier, and me and my wife were up in a park in Maine. Yeah. And it was so funny when we crossed the border in uh, Canada. There was a Canadian person there, and they said, "Are you carrying any firearms on you?" Yeah. Right, which is acceptable. Okay, we're going to Canada. We said no, which we weren't. But when we came back, we had to go back to the American section of the border, and they asked us, "Are you carrying any fruit or vegetables with you?" Right. <laughs> well, they, no, they're, they're hoping you bring some more guns in. You never have enough in America. The only thing yeah, they're worried about is, are, are you hiding a mad cow in your trunk? Yeah, and you know, you want to say something like, this is so freaking stupid. Yeah. Like, if there was an ant on the ground, it's not going to cross the border. If there's a bug in the sky, it's not going to fly across the border. Right. You know? It was, it was so ridiculous. So, um, I enjoy your website, by the way. I can sit there at night and just cruise your um, sites. I don't have to go to every one of them. It's a great thing to have there. And the people who don't like it, they just don't like what they, you have to say. Yeah, I mean, nobody's going to force them to go look Correct. at it. Uh, you know, it's, it's there. The price is right. Correct. Just by you having it there, it annoys them, and they don't like it. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's it. it. You got your thumb on it now, man. They want everything to be the uh, Newsmax.com, farther Correct. to the right and uh, falling off the edge of the map. Thanks a lot, Pally. Correct. Take care. See you at the border. How do you like that? You bring in any fruit or vegetables in? Okay, you know, go ahead. Take all your guns and just don't bring too many mad cows in, please. When we'd cross to or from Montana on the way on the way back into the country, they would ask us if we had guns, and we'd say no, and they'd say, oh, do you want one? And let me say it again. Most of the murders that are being committed here are guns that were smuggled in or brought in from the U.S. of A., eh? Very, 
Where he said, like that uh, thing on Boeing for Columbine, where he interviews the police, uh, the cop in Windsor, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Now, Windsor, Ontario, I don't know what the population is. I think like 400,000. It's not like some podunk little like Okeechobee. It's a pretty fair-sized city. We could he look says, it up. Oh, yeah, I remember one about five years ago, and a guy, uh, the guy was from Detroit, and a gun he bought in, in Minnesota, and he came across the border and uh, killed somebody. That, that's the one murder he remembers. I mean, it's just, hey, listen. To each its own. I'm not trying to peddle. I'm not working for the Canadian Chamber of Commerce. I like uh, civilized people. I like uh, a place where you can be a little more safe. It's starting to get a little more Americanized. And, of course, America does export all of its insanity, the fast food. They're poisoning the whole world with the crap. No matter where you go, you can't get away from it. We're, we're driving. This is great. We're on the train going from Amsterdam Central Station to Schiphol Airport. Leaving Amsterdam. And out in the middle of nowhere... I mean in the middle of nowhere, because Schiphol is, you know, like most airports, way out in the country, many miles from the city. And what do you think is protruding up into the sky? What letter? F. <laughs> M. The big M. There was a McDonald's out in Yenemsveld in the middle of nowhere. McDeath is out there, just just extending its testicles everywhere. But I can't imagine why more and more people are getting so fat. Can you? <laughs> 113 here on Fat Radio. Man, I am so, I got a puppet hanging out here. You wouldn't believe it. It is just, wait till you see me. Now, when I, when you see me, I'll be, I'll be uh, back to where I was before. Good. I, I always play that scam, you know. Oh, look at that. He looks about like he did before. Yeah, fat, but not, you know. But right now, I got an overhang. Does this sound like you? Underpaid and overworked? Would you like a new high paying career, but you just don't have four years or maybe the cash to go to college? If this sounds like your situation, Fast Train has got the solution for you. And it won't even leave a stain on Monica's dress. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. They can have you trained and certified for a high-paying computer network professional career or a high-paying medical computer specialist career in as little as four months. That's absolutely correct. You heard me right. You can be fully trained and ready for that new career in as little as four short months. Think about it. In just that period of time, you can be on your way to changing your life and getting yourself a real career and a brand-new high-paying job. Whether you're working full-time or part-time, Fast Train offers convenient Day, evening, and weekend classes for you. Fast Train also offers job placement assistance, financial aid to people who qualify. And because they're all over town, they have locations in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Kendall, and Pembroke Pines, the chances are pretty damn good. There's a location nearby you. Johnny Mattress, the African queen, is singing Chances Are. So don't wait. Pick up that phone and call Fast Train right now or check them out on the web first at FastTrain.com and then make that call. It could really change your life for the better. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. And don't forget to tell them that old Todd Dreck told you to call. We are Sports Radio 560 QAM. The old Canada, a land that's produced rock and roll's greatest performers. And now, these legendary Canucks pay tribute to one another on this new CD, The Best of Canadians Singing Other Canadians, featuring Anne Murray's version of this Rush classic. A modern day warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, me, me, pride. And Rush's take on this Ann Murray standard. The best of Canadians singing other Canadians has all your favorite singers from Z to A, like Celine Dion's rendition of this Neil Young number. Oh, man, look at my life. You're a lot like my husband, Renee, no? Neil Young singing Celine Dion's biggest hit. I know. But 
That's not all. There's Shania Twain singing Brian Adams, Crash Test Dummies doing Alanis Morissette, Snow rapping the Guess Who, and Gordon Lightfoot performing this Bare Naked Ladies Smash hit. It's been one week since you looked at me, poked your head to the side and said, I am angry. Pick up your copy of the best of Canadian singing other Canadians. The Great White North has never been so great, or for that matter, so white. 118 at 560 WQM. It's our gigantic new and improved one to two Wednesday hour. Uh, somebody, you just faxed me a story that we have on our website either yesterday oh, or today. Christian-themed nudist colony planned near Tampa. But uh, why not? I think it's on today's website. Sure, better than that Christian jail. Piles of trash, dirty lakes, racist property deeds, and pedophiles living nearby haven't deterred one man's dream of creating a Christian-themed nudist community. Maybe I didn't put it on the website. Maybe I got it here in my pile. Mm. I haven't gotten too deep into my pile today, you know what? They've done that before, though. What's that? Christian nudist uh, colonies and events and Christian nudist cruises. Well, what's wrong with that? Nothing. What's wrong with saying... You call that a penis? But, oh, God, that's good or something oh like that. Oh, God. Anyway... Uh, Hudson, Florida is the place. Hudson. I never heard of it in my life. It's 30 miles outside of Tampa. About 30, man. Bill Martin has purchased about 240 acres of land in Hudson, 30 miles outside of Tampa, for a little more than $1.6 million, much of it on the side of an old nudist colony that had fallen into disrepair, for which he and his business partners hoped to transform into a modern-day Garden of Eden. The Bible very clearly states that when Adam and Eve were right with God, they were naked, said David Blood, executive director of the project. When, <coughs> oh, God. When people are right with God, they don't have to fear nudity. The renovated park, to be called Natura, would feature an open church, a giant water park for the kids, and classes in family building and strengthening marriage. Martin hopes to have enough of the trash removed and facilities fixed up for a naturist marriage retreat and nude baptism ceremony in April. Further renovations and additions are planned for completion within two years. He said he hasn't figured out yet what to do with about four registered sex offenders living in and around the park, though he said he'll discuss it with his attorneys. Maybe we can get the binocular concession. Right. They have those digital camera binoculars now. Now, I'm beginning to wonder about that uh, piece that I keep referring to about Windsor, Ontario. Well, first of all, somebody faxes this in. Me, I, I printed that up. Oh. Windsor, southernmost major city in Canada is the uh, Essex County, Ontario, close to Lake St. Clair in Detroit, over the border in Michigan, USA. Population is 208,000 with a metropolitan area of over 307,000. Windsor's motto is, the river and the land sustain us. Interestingly enough, it's the only point along Canada's southern border where crossing to the U.S. involves heading north. Well, I'll be damned. North to Detroit. Don't you remember that song by Johnny Horton, North to Detroit? No. I don't either. I just uh, have a story here because I did a search, uh, murder rate in Windsor, Ontario, which I can't really find what I'm looking for, but I found an amazing story from a magazine called 14850 Magazine by Laurie Robinson Keegan. Now, maybe at the end of it it says who she is. Oh, wife, mother, and jazz vocalist is a voice instructor at Ithaca's Community School of Music and Arts. She holds a music degree from Ithaca College and has found that uh, it makes an excellent spare placemat for those unexpected guests. <laughs> Her music degree. And the story is about um, Windsor, Ontario, and Detroit. And th that's not what this is. That's not the right story. About the murder rate in Detroit is 14. Oh, I see. When the it's about censorship in America. When the statistics bandied about by proponents of censorship are compared with other statistics just as factual, just as black and white, the picture shifts. Consider this off-quoted statistic. The murder rate in Detroit, Michigan, is 14 times higher than the murder rate of Windsor, Ontario, which shares the same TV stations. 
Many people are exposed to violent media. Don't commit senseless criminal acts. It seems media is not the only problem, and censorship of the media is probably not a real solution. So her, the column is basically all about censorship, but the idea that, oh, we've got too much violence and too much sex and yada, 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 but the people are watching the same shows. And, of course, all the same shows are on in Europe, too. Are they killing each other over there? No. No. All the same shows, they're all on. All the uh, violent shows, all the uh, sexy shows, which are a hell of a lot more than you'll see on U.S. TV by far. But don't confuse people with the facts. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. QAM, hello. Are your panties wet? WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Like the top on the air. Speaking. Neil. Yes. Um, two more people to add to your list. Okay. Uh, how about the two reverends, Sharp and um, Jackson? Sharp's and uh, politician. We got uh, Jackson on there. Thank you. Doesn't it say politicians excluded? Yeah, yeah, they, they didn't hear that check. part. Well, they can't be listening the whole four hours, unfortunately. They tuned in to hear our big one to two hour. Look at that, uh, the phone, a little weak there. Scared mm. me for a second. Doing screenless. I mean, you know, if, if this is what the audience wanted, they'd better live up to their part of their bargoon. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you'd be amazed at how fast we can go back. we got 80 billion comedy bits in this DCS computer. Oh. Politicians excluded. What well-known living person's grave would you love to dance on? Rush Limbaugh, 143. O.J. Simpson, 84. They hate you, O.J. Ann Corder, that skanky bitch, 50. That pastrami hanging slut. Mo Howard David, 44. That obnoxious old troublemaking piece of crap coot. Pat Robertson, 36. Jerry Falwell, 31. Rosie O'Donnell, 23. Bill O'Reilly, 17. Louis Farrakhan, 14. Greg Reed's got a dozen. Michael Jackson, Rick Sanchez, 11 apiece. Mike Tyson, 8. Howard Sperm, 7. Roseanne Barr, 5. Ali North, have 5. Martha Stewart's got 4. I just slipped a whole bunch. Uh, Pete Rose, 4. Larry King, 3. Jesse Jackson, 3. Bob Novak, 2. Sean Hannity, 2. Chuck Heston, 2. Deion Sanders appear. Gordon Liddy's got 1. Matt Drudge has got 1. I got 1. The Big O has got 1. Oh! And no votes yet for Laura Ingraham. I can't believe that. Or look at a whole bunch of people with no votes. Mariah Carey, Don Imus, they figure why bother, he's been dead for 20 years. Tammy Faye Baker, George Will, Michael Savage, Anna Nicole Smith, and Petey Bolger. I told you Petey Bolger get a lot of votes, didn't I? None. Well, once the radio people start voting, this will be on right. all the way through. And not only that, but the most important statistic here, since we've got a lot of numbers going on, 533 plus 401 is what? 9.34, last time I checked, right? Okay. Hey, listen, don't be yawning at that. Oh, sorry, numbers. That means we need only 66 votes for 1,000 today during the show. All right. Is that is that record-breaking well, I think or it's what? a little inaccurate. When when you reset the poll, then the people that have voted get to vote it, again. It doesn't make any difference. That, that's, that's bogus, man. That, that's not the point. There's still votes on a poll. They still have right. to physically go and, uh, and yank it. And, and, of course, part of the reason being that it's so popular today is we got that Bush uh, the Bush deal. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, if you tuned in late, you got to go to neilrogers.com today. If you never usually go to it or you never go to it again, trust me when I tell you, this will be more fun than uh, spanking the old monkey. It's a beautiful thing. The dishonest W living action figure. Better turn on my speaker again. I don't hear it. What just happened? I heard, I heard a click. No, that's the click, but that's not the... Oh, it's got to load again. 
See, once you go off of that oh, page, well, I saved mine. Huh? I just opened up a new window. What a fool I am, man. I should have saved mine. But you can... Yeah, there you go. You can be uh, pumping it all day long, man. Have a great time. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T. By, uh, by 6 o'clock tonight, you should have enough pretzels for the whole family laying around. That's right. Call in the neighbor's kids. WQM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I was, I wanted to do a poll on the worst, um, re- free, like, the reception of radio stations. I think QAM has the worst reception in South Florida. <laughs> that's a good, that's an excellent idea. Yeah, throw up any stations you want. I'm going to vote QAM. Okay, thanks a lot, Pally. Okay. And have a great day. Yeah. Yeah, that's something, the fact that we got this uh, awful, awful signal. I, did I dream that, or did somebody tell me that our signal is a uh, hell of a lot worse than usual? I don't know. Maybe you dreamt it. No, I don't think so. I think our signal, of course, it couldn't be much worse than usual. We'd have nobody hey, listening. But don't forget, HD Digital, baby. Yeah, but if you got one of them HD Digital uh, radios, of which there are only a few in existence About 30, man. in the entire world, then we sound spiffy. Boy, I'd love right. to hear that. I'd love to hear the comedy. In stereo. Yeah, in stereo. I'd like to hear uh, We Got Him in stereo and bring a tear to my eye. Yeah. That's... Five, six, seven. I beg your pardon? That weapons. Uh, oh, the armchair warrior. Armchair warrior would be good. It's great. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. If you're wondering if it's Wednesday and you tuned in, where's all that good comedy bit stuff? Schmidt can gone history. Bye bye. We took a vote on it in the uh, first hour this morning, and being the Democratic effing way, the audience said, and it was it was pretty close. Fifty three and a half percent said, ditch it, dump it, Schmidt can it, and forty three and a half percent said, oh please keep doing it. So maybe maybe just once in a great while when they least expect it, not as a regular feature. You know what I mean? Right. Keep them off. Always keep them off balance. That's a sucker punch. Right. Like like uh, Miss Tanner would say. Well, you know, the ratings start on Thursday. By the way, the ratings start tomorrow. The uh, winter book is Thursday. I, ju- I just mentioned that. Starts tomorrow. And don't forget what I said about Mo. Remember what I said yesterday? Oh, you say a lot of things all the time about Mo. January, February, to? and March. These three months, I'm going to stick my foot so far up his ass that my toes will be tickling his muskrat's bottom. Jesus Christ. 28 past 1 at 560 WQM. It's the last mortgage you'll ever need. It's the only one mortgage from Financial Group. The benefits are incredible. Zero closing costs, zero application fees, zero credit bureau fee, zero discounted points. Get the unbelievable new low interest rate of just 1.25%. If you have a $100,000 loan, your payments are a mere 334 bucks a month. If you have a $200,000 loan, you pay only 668 a month. And don't forget, once you refinance and get a new home mortgage from Financial Group, you'll never, ever pay closing costs again. So call toll-free right now and find out about it. Call 1-800-940-LEND. Get the low-rate mortgage you deserve, and then you can move to your next property without any further cost or expense. Zero underwriting fees, zero dock fees, zero closing costs, even, like I said, when you move to another property. Get yourself that new low-rate financing at just 1.25%. It's the only one mortgage from Financial Group. For all the details, call today, 1-800-940-LEND, and never pay closing costs again. Financial Group, 1-800-940-LEND. They're an equal housing lender. Restrictions do apply. Rates are subject to change monthly, 4.21 APR. What are you, drudge-packing? American girls. 
And American guys who only listen to the message from the Uber ride will have their table talk flying. As the troops come home dead, they find the comfort of denial hiding under the bed. I never served in the army, I'm too afraid to fight. So I sit right here near the TV, far from liberal life. Under the covers, you'll discover I'm a big sister who would prefer to have some other do the fighting for me. Now this country I love is occupying Iraq. And all the suckers like me, whose necks are red in the back, have our tongues all placed firmly in Bush's big brown eye. The big mouth cowards of the world who gladly follow blind. Hey, Uncle Sam, I'm too afraid to fight or enlist. But you can count on me to watch TV and shake my fist. And my flag will fly from the back of my truck. Like an idiotic, pseudo-patriotic, dumb And my view of the whole wide world is what I see on Fox News. Yeah, I'm an armchair warrior who knows better than you. I'm an inbred jerk who parrots anything they say. Don't have to read or research. It's so much easier this way to watch TV or look at pictures in USA Today. With my finger up my ass as I tickle my brain. Hey, Uncle Sam, I'm too afraid to fight or enlist. But you can count on me to watch TV and shake my fist as I lower my fly so I can pull on my bud to proudly show the swats the cooks have chewed on my nuts. The Saudis are our best friends in the world, not those Iraqis or Jews. Oi! Yeah, I'm an armchair warrior who knows better than you. You know, that inspired me for tomorrow's poll, and you'll never guess what I'm going to be asking tomorrow. I already got it written out. What's your favorite snack, in what, uh, on what Amer- In what American city would you find the highest percentage of goobers? <laughs> Isn't that great? Sure. That's one of my favorite polls of all time. And guess what I voted? I already got one on there. Let me get because huh? I'm going through the list in my head. Let me give you a clue. Let me give you a clue. Tampa. Oh yeah. well, yeah. Oh man. Dirt. Even Nashville can't hold a candle to Tampa. Talk about a bunch of inbred Yahoo geeks. Peacock, peacock. You remember that um, the guy that had the deli over there? <laughs> no. He, needless to say, isn't in business no more. Yeah, you don't remember him because uh, he was in about five minutes. Nothing like opening up a deli in Tampa with a bunch of redneck goyim. <laughs> anyway, that's going to be tomorrow. I love that. The highest percentage, of not not the most, but the highest percentage, like maybe 100%. Goobers. I would say there's a few, like, rational, ordinary people in Tampa. The truth.
30, man. And that's it. And, and, and they look the part, you know? Like we always talk about how the born-again Christians, the, the real religious fanatics that have the deep-set eyes, like the raccoon eyes, you know? And then the thing with the people in the places like Tampa, they all have like the orange hair, and they're, they're like cartoon characters. Yeah. Man, yeah. that is a very strange place. Anyway, Eric is working overtime. He is doing it. Well, before that, Kobe Bryant, somebody nominates for our poll. Let's get Kobe on there. You know what he's going to get? What punishment he's going to get? What? None. Yeah, you're right. Take it to the bank. They're going to mm -hmm. give him a slap on the wrist. He's got to run fast and jump high and slam a jam at a ball, man. He don't have time to be going to jail. Kobe. You'll see. And they like that beef, too. Oh, and speaking of uh, meat, Win, one of our regular faxers, and thank you so much, says, I've had the new wraps at Subway, and they're very good. They look good on the TV ad, but then again, so does everything else. The wrap itself has got five net grams of carbs. I prefer the chicken bacon wrap because it's got cubed chicken breast, while the turkey bacon wrap has got sliced turkey. Also, the chicken wrap has three less grams of carbs. You can have any six-inch sub as a wrap for 50 cents extra, although I've been unable to convince the Indians running my local subway of this, he says. Well, let's see. Carbs. See, this is this is one of the things that Atkins pedals for. It's, for example, the chicken bacon ranch uh, shows 19 grams of carbs. But Atkins always says, oh, but it, it doesn't, uh, the body doesn't absorb, yada, yada. So he tries to peddle you that it's only like four or five carbs. I don't know if that's true or not. You know what I mean? No, what do you mean? The turkey bacon melt. Oh, this has got Canadian values. Oh, U.S. values and Canadian values. The turkey bacon melt has got 22 grams of carbs, but Atkins would tell you. He's singing a different tune these days since he had that fall. He'd tell you it's probably only about four or five. Yeah, he's singing one ton tomato. Anyway, Eric, as I started to say before I got whipped up with my food again, there he goes with that fat stuff, uh, he went back and he dug out the uh, dates. Now, the reason that the first poll said, Oh! was because it was only a demonstration poll. That's why it had zero. That was October 12, 1998. Now, it seems to me that we started on the QAM in December December 30th, 97. Is that right? That sounds right. Yeah. We started December 30th, 97, because I told Duff Lindsay, who was calling on behalf of Greg Reed, to tell me that the studio wasn't going to be ready on time. I told him, well, somewhere I'll be on here December 30th, either QM or someplace else. And voila, there was that make-believe studio. And that last weekend, boy, the night before, there was George Corso and a bunch of other monkeys running all around, uh, stuff being shipped in from Philadelphia, trying to put equipment together with the most patchwork, pathetic piece of crap. And Greg takes his whole family and heads off to Chicago. Being the coward that he is. What would you do? What do you mean, what would I do? I'd go to Toronto. I wouldn't go oh, to Chicago. I see. Too many Schwarzers there. But at any rate, uh, let's see. Our first real poll was on February 9th, 2000. I, on, as long as I live, I'll never forget that day that I'm sitting down there on the second floor. You must remember it, too. Remember all that summer we had to play? I had to keep playing music? Right. Because the phones weren't working. I didn't realize mm -hmm. it. The phone was broke most of the time. And the one day I'm sitting there and I'm saying... Fugue, you, and you're full of Schmidt. Every word that's ever, it's like that bit on this, uh, CTV. Where the guy is sitting there begging for a call. Finally, the phone rings and it's the wrong number. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't make the phone ring for love or money. And I finally picked it up and manually, and the phone lines were all dead. And it'd been that way for like a half an hour. And I'm sitting there having a stroke trying to find out how come nobody is listening, nobody is calling, and the phone was dead. Nice going, Greg. No wonder you got a dozen votes on the pool. People would like to dance on your grave. In fact, let's see. Is he, he's probably uh, 13. Like I said, not a lucky number, Greg. Uh-oh, look out. February 9th, 2000 was our first real poll. 
Okay. Now, what are these other numbers here? I don't, I don't understand. Two. Oh, I see. He's he's got them by number. I boy, this this Eric. What did you do to him? Nothing. You must have put the fear of God into him or something, because his labor of love has expanded into a labor of uh, like an orgy. He is just obsessed with doing this website. Nice going, Eric. We appreciate it, in spite of what George says. Nineteen till two at five sixty WQM. I, I, you know, something. I'm glad we're not doing the comedy bits anymore. I really am. I don't know if it'll have any impact or change anything. The phones are smoking there. I'm not. I'm going to talk to them right mm -hmm. now. But it just. I, I don't know. That was like a lazy way out. Sure. It was lazy. And when you get fat and lazy and complacent, it's just not the good way to go. I mean, we have to like fight the good fight. And does that sound pretty good? Yes. Full of crap. Sure, why not? Full of crap. Anyway, speaking of fat people. Oh, and you know what? I haven't said even once today, and he didn't get through. Hiya, Pally. There you go, because we're going to talk about dollar mattress, and that's his account. Hiya, Pally. In fact, he's probably laying his big fat ass on a mattress somewhere right now if he's not over there getting a hand job downtown at that uh, place he used to hang out. Treasure Island. Anyway, call our friends at Dollar Mattress today, 1-800-MATTRESS, and you can be sleeping as soon as tonight. Just like Fat Boy, you can be laying prone out on a really hot mattress, maybe doing some hot stuff. Kick off the new year by treating your back and your health right, because nothing can improve your daily health, well-being, and productivity better than getting a good night's sleep, night in and night out. So celebrate the new year with a new mattress from Dollar Mattress. Call them right now. They're proud to have added Stearns and Foster to their already strong, unbeatable championship lineup. Stearns and Foster's, the finest mattress made in America today, and you can sleep on one as soon as tonight if you make that call now, 1-800-MATTRESS. And as always, our friends at Dollar Mattress carry the complete line of all the top names in the world. They got them all. You want them, they got it. Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coral, Tempur-Pedic. Choose from dozens of models at low, unbeatable, everyday, low-discount prices. And only Dollar Mattress lets you pick that the two-hour delivery window that meets your schedule any day of the week, seven days, from 8 in the a.m. till 10 in the p.m. With low prices, same-day delivery, free setup and removal, it's easy for anybody to see that Dollar Mattress is the best in the world in customer satisfaction. I've been doing it for years. George, Miguel, just about everybody at QM. In fact, if Pharrell wouldn't have got himself canned, it's the one thing he really missed out on was getting this free mattress from Dollar Mattress. Call them today, toll-free at 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S, or check them out online at mattress.com. Live and local, we are Sports Radio 560 QAM. Yes. Absolutely. Anytime they see that we're lacking in the cold, they provide a headline that will lead you by the door. Who say they said is the one to get?
Today, can you believe that? I realize there's two separate polls, but they, now you're nitpicking. You're just trying no. to make trouble. That means we only need 11 more to get to a thousand. Okay, it's impressive. I don't care whether you're impressed or not. I'm impressed. Okay. Anyway, Robert, I'm impressed with Robert Shear's column. Of course, I almost always am because he's great. Hey, LA Times. Don't forget to read that Robert Shear column. Oh yeah. Lord knows what Robertson wants. At first, before I saw the light, I didn't believe that God actually told Pat Robertson that George W. Bush would sweep the November election. Why, for heaven's sake, would a divine power described in Scripture as supremely wise and just employ a self-indulgent partisan hack with a history of bigotry and greed as his spinmeister? We all know that Robertson is a longtime supporter of Bush and that the president has adhered to the reverend's right-wing agenda, but would Robertson dare use the Lord's name in vain for partisan politics? Would he rip off God's clout just to boost his candidate's chances? No, I don't believe Robertson, fearing eternity in hell, would be so bold, so I take him at his word. I think George Bush is going to win in a walk, he said. I really believe I'm hearing from the Lord that it's going to be a blowout election in 2004, he told his television flock, citing several days of prayer at the end of 2003. The Lord has just blessed him. I mean, he could make terrible mistakes and comes out of it. It doesn't make any difference what he does, good or bad. God picks him because he's a man of prayer and God's blessing him, he said. The Lord, had said, works in mysterious ways, so Robertson's report that God has picked a presidential winner before the first primary may not be altogether crazy. After all, one of the tenets of the Protestant Revolution, which has developed in some quarters into Robertson's brand of cynical televangelism, was that we were all capable of hearing voices of the divine. Divine or not, Robertson heard some voices, and the explanation for why God might have chosen to speak up in favor of a president who made such a hash of our economy and foreign policy came to me in a dream. The Almighty, a booming voice told me, was using Robertson to warn the electorate, while there's still time, that disaster was in the offing. Yes, he was saying the election could be a blowout, but he wasn't saying that that was a good thing. Robertson missed the point, the voice said. <clears throat> I couldn't get it all, being half asleep, but what I heard was something about the Roman Empire and the sacrifice of his only son. That's it, I said, bolting awake. Of course the Lord is aghast at the imperial ambitions of the neoconservatives. After all, hadn't he sent Christ to warn about the greed, elitism, jingoism, commercial decadence, and other indulgences that were endemic in a world distorted by the arrogance of the Roman Empire? a world in which the money changers were worshippers and the poor were exploited, a world in which the military was lavished with resources while the peacemakers were scorned? The Romans were arguably the most economically and militarily advanced force the world has ever known. But in their hubris as the world's sole superpower, they came to believe that might made right in their fight to conquer the barbarians who surrounded them. Those who criticized the Romans' ultimate reliance on brute force and false argument were dismissed with references to the exalted goals of the empire to advance Roman civilization and impose a lasting peace, goals that now have an eerie echo. That must be the essence of the warning that the Lord sent down through the admittedly imperfect vessel of Robertson. Perfect, however, for the purpose of alarming us to Robertson's fawning enthusiasm for Bush, no one has better exemplified betrayal of the Christian commitment to peace and free will. It was Robertson, after all, who sought to turn the war against terrorism into a religious war against those he defined as infidels. Had he lived in Christ's time, he probably would have been the Roman emperor's groupie. I see a blowout in the year 37 for Tiberius. He certainly would have been thrown out of the temple for cozying up to dictators, just such as his dealings with former Liberian President Charles Taylor in his quest for riches in a gold-mining venture in that nation. 
Fortunately, the citizens of our republic haven't sur surrendered all of their rights to the needs of our burgeoning empire, but rest assured that a blowout victory for an administration that has stripped away so much of our liberty and saddled us with ever-expanding burdens of empire would only feed the monster of imperial ambition that has even God so worried. What a good column by Robert Shearer in the L.A. Times today. It's on our website. See, we're like interspersed, one here, one there, like, you know, a little bit, a little taste, sticking your toe in the water. That's the way we'll be doing it. We got a thousand yet or what? We need uh five ninety uh, nine. Ah oh! Are you looking at it? Oh the poll? Yeah. Take a oh, look that, at it right that now. Poll? Take a look at yeah, it. Yeah, I'm looking. What does it say? Five ninety nine. All right. All right. Okay, is that possible or what? I think I'm blessed. Oh god. Yeah, I think the guy has imbued me with the special uh powers. Five ninety nine exactly on our second poll, which puts us at even one thousand for the day. Po politicians excluded. What uh, famous, uh, well-known uh, living person would you like to dance on their grave? I'm doing pretty well, by the way. I'm moving up. I got uh, five. I'm tied with Martha Stewart, Ollie North, and Roseanne Barr. You go, girl. Yeah, and I'm only one ahead of I. And Pete Bolger, you said wouldn't get any. He's got three. Pete Bolger's got three, baby. He's moving on up. All the people that have been screwed over and had their lives ruined by that son of a bitch, they're voting. Rush Limbaugh, though, 161. They won't catch Rush. O.J. Simpson, 94. I'll tell you one thing. That is really something. When you can, when you can pass O.J., you remember the days when O.J. would, he, he was right. like Mo was he for was a while. King. He was unbeatable. He was the king and the queen. Just like Mo was for a while. No matter what poll we'd put the Mo Meister on, you couldn't touch him with a stick. Absolutely. Even a burning, uh, branded iron. But now Rush has just so angered and disgusted and revolted with his hypocrisy and his pill-popping and his bullshit that they despise him with a purple passion. 161 votes, O.J. 94, almost double. Ann Coulter, she's doing pretty well, that bitch, 55. Mo Howard David at 46, as usual, making a good running. Pat Robertson, 39. Jerry Falwell, 33, and every uh, little small, small potatoes after that. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. WQM, hello. WQM, hello. Hey Neil, how's it going? Okay. Good. Uh, I'd like to add Don King to your poll. Okay. Somebody mentioned that before, but we were uh, remiss. We didn't put him on there. We'll stick him. Okay. Stick him. Thanks. A and his stadium back in Palm Beach County, where he belongs. Nice throw, though, Don. See, this is another thing. Here's a guy who, like, is widely suspected to be a murderer, although so is 50 Cent, isn't he? Yeah, no, that's just part of the uh, lifestyle. That's part of the it wasn't murder. It was well, self-defense. Well, what, what do you mean part of the lifestyle? <laughs> they were done it for him. What do you expect? Oh, I see. Oh, that's part of the lifestyle. That's what Don Corleone said, too. Same thing. He said, they hit us, we hit him back. You know, look at that. They could shoot at me. Oh, there's a very disturbing interview. If you go to the CNN website with Robert Duvall, always loved Robert Duvall. I, I still do. I love his acting, but I, I don't know. Of course, you can take anything out of context, but it just makes him sound like such a hard ass and a, a whiner and complainer. So don't read it. If you like Robert Duvall, okay. he says in Godfather Three that they paid Pacino. He wouldn't have minded if Al Pacino got double the pay, mm -hmm. but he got like four times the amount that they offered him, and he said screw it. And he said that um, uh, Francis Ford Coppola came to his house to discuss it, and all he cared about was uh, some recipe that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. In retrospect, I think Robert made the right choice. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, and and by the way, speaking of that, what is this? All these awards that Sofia Coppola is getting now. What is that all oh, about? As, as a director, 
Oh, my God. Certainly not as an actress, no, I hope, no, no, or she, not for the world's largest nose. She did interviews good. where she admitted that that was a, a horrible mistake. That uh, should Horrible not have mistake? Yeah. The only good thing in that, the, the, the movie was when finally she took one in the chest, and the bad part of it is took to all the way to almost the right. end of the movie to happen. She said she wished she hadn't done it. She only ever wanted to direct, and that's all she's going to do from now on. God almighty. Sophie, Sophie, don't do it, Sophie. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. As amateur hour as her performance was, she had an excuse because it was all nepotism. Right. But what But what about Eli Wallach? What was his excuse? I don't know. Boy. I I saw. I, I watched some of that on the plane. Remember I told you going over mm -hmm. on the 777 and they had all three Godfather movies? So I watched a little bit of that again. And his performance from the beginning till he finally choked on that cannoli. Yeah. Oh, and maybe, maybe we could have an Eli Wallach doll like the Bush one we got today, and he could be g gagging on the cannoli. That would be great. 155 at 560 WQM. If you're looking at your carpets and you're gagging because the company from Christmas and Chinooka New Year's has left your house looking like a mess, here's the answer for you. Have your carpets, your area rugs, your drapery all professionally cleaned by our good friends at Dry Concepts. I've been using them in my house for over 20 long, excruciating years now. And, boy, there have been a zillion other companies that have come and gone in town during the period of time they've been around. And they're still going stronger than ever because they're the best in the world. They make your carpets look just like brand new, no matter how schmutzy or hopeless they look right now. They're certified trade technicians, really know their stuff. And they give you a written guaranteed price up front before they even start doing the job. So if we want brand-new-looking carpets that are fractured the cost of replacing your carpets, these are the people you want to call. Your carpets will be dry in a couple of hours. You'll be ready to rock and roll again. And when you do call Dry Concepts, ask how you can save 15% on your carpet cleaning by being put on their standby list. Call them today, toll-free. Nobody can even touch them. Call 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071. Or log on to their prestigious website at dryconcepts.com. My this is Sports Radio 560. Hi, I'm Sophia Coppola. When I'm not acting, which is most of the time, I like to cruise around with my famous father. Take a left, Sophie. Yes, Daddy. And I'm really learning to take direction well, too. Take a right, Sophie. Yes, Daddy. And now I'm even doing car... I'm even doing car... Commercials. Commercials. Oh, Daddy, what do you think this is? Anyway? Just go by these old folks' wheels. Go oh, down, Sophie. This campaign's getting stupid. One fifty-eight. We got the Mad Dog coming along at two. We got the booster for Hank again for the second day in a row. Hank uh, missing. This is not the way to start the new year, you know what? Wouldn't you think after all the dicking around, all the substitutions and the vacations and the, uh, you know, this is the time of the year to be healthy, to be slim and trim like me. <laughs> you know, come on, Humper, get with it. We want the load back tomorrow. <laughs> half a load ain't uh, even that close. I mean, the Boog used to be a load, but now he's like about half. Good guy, the Boogster, but, uh, boy, his talk show. Mm. In fact, I put him right in there with oh! the big O. Not that the Boogster doesn't know what he's talking about. That's the difference. It's just that he's so... Namby Pamby doesn't want to say anything. Although he was good that day he called in from the parade. That, that was great. That was special. WQAM, our last call of the day, I believe. Hello. Hey, Neil, on, on the uh, casting of Sofia Coppola in the movie, you know the story, right? That that uh, the part was written for Winona Ryder, and she backed out at the very last minute, literally like the last week before production. I'll be damned. She's probably busy shoplifting at Macy's. Exactly, exactly. And and and, and so Sophia Coppola was a was a production assistant. She was the only one that knew the, uh, the script. 
And so she stepped in. I'll be damned. So, so, so in other words, we thought all along it was just blatant the nepotism, and to come to find out it wasn't quite so bad. It was, it was blatant desperation, actually. <laughs> okay, thanks Thank a lot. Only the nose knows. Hey, Sophia, Mary. Oh, Mary. Daddy. <laughs> Boy, that was enough to, you wanted to give a stand, it would have been in poor taste, but you wanted to do a standing ovation at that point. We talked like, about, oh. our theater, we applauded. Did you really? Yeah, the whole theater did. Shame on you. I was standing and applauding when Eli Wallach uh, ate the last cannoli. It was a beautiful thing. Oh, and speaking of those chocolate-covered cannolis like from Doris Market. Anyway, that's it. We broke the record. Over a 1,000 votes during the show today, even though George wants to put an asterisk next to it. 625 and uh, 401 is 1026, sounds like to me. Mad Dog coming along next. Boy, the Patriots are going to kick some ass this weekend. And is he going to be jealous about it or what? Bye, bye, bye. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Even though you hate seafood.